This is Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time Show. Here to give you that Nick's talk, just in the Nick of Time, and guess what? The Nick beat the Nets in MSG2, AKA the Barclays Center, 108 to 103. So let's celebrate. All right, OG, I don't know, we gave you 10 points, four steals and five rebounds, and was all over the place. But you know, Julius Randle gave you 30 points on the night, and so did Jalen Brunson, and the Knicks end up winning despite not really winning the board round. Usually boards are our thing, but today we got out rebounded when the offensive glass was 11 to 13, but still the Knicks prevailed. We were down. Pretty much it seemed like almost the entire second half. We had the second unit call back until we came back and took the lead in the fourth quarter we had julius randall making good plays bad plays we had josh hart banking stuff off the rim off the off the glass we we had everything we had the drama we had we had the mvp chance and we got most importantly the win so let's celebrate this next win versus the nets we're gonna talk about it all the good the bad the ugly but it's a lot of good it could have been ugly could, it could have been ugly but I'll take that win. I'll take that win. We gonna talk about it. Before we talk about it, let me introduce you to my guys. First and foremost, it's the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Right, G's in the building. It's always good to beat those damn New Jersey Nets. Let's go. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. And also, you already know, uh, we got our girl rookie of the year, Ebony, back with the squad. What's going on, Ebs? Good, good, feeling good. We beat we, we beat the New Jersey Nets, like like uh Ryan said. Um, because they definitely not Brooklyn Nets. Nah. You you heard the takeover? No, nah, yeah, that this is this is the New York team. I call them the Brooklyn paint jobs for people who've been around with the KOT show. They are a gentrified Brooklyn team. They just took over Brooklyn, painted painted over the net sign and made it Brooklyn, but we really know they're a Jersey team and not a real Brooklyn New York team. No, no, no. No, you know, no, no shades to Jersey because I live in Jersey right now. But it's not really New York, you know what I'm saying? Nah, I call them the Brooklyn Paint Shop. But <laughs> but I, I, for for those of you, because I know a lot of you do have friends who are Nets fans, coworkers who are Nets fans. I have homework for every single one of you. Put on your brightest orange and blue gear. Get to work early, right? And just sit. Just sit in your coworker's desk and just, just smile. Just smile when he walks in. Don't even say nothing. Don't even say nothing for the first like five minutes. Just smile. Just, just to tick them off. And then, then chant MVP and walk off. All right? That's the type of energy. The type of energy we have. I'm I'm glad we won. Uh, we couldn't lose. And Royce O'Neal talking junk. Is he even allowed to talk junk? Oh no! You you get into my bro pick early. You get into my bro pick bro. early. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it alone. Then I got to my bro pick early. <laughs> cannot be talking junk when you seven and thirty nine, brother. Like you cannot. But that's another. Nah. <laughs> you cannot. You cannot. But let's get to it. Uh, Ebony, what's going on, man? Yeah, we haven't talked to you in a minute. What, what do you think about today's game? Uh, it was it was ugly, but we won. Um, we, we was able to a lot to. 
turn defense into offense. Um, we were able to do that in the fourth quarter when we were struggling a little bit in the third, too. Just getting buckets other ways, not solely depending on your half-court offense. Um, I, I thought we did well as a team. Jaria, you know, Julius, give it and he take it. But um, I thought we did a good job team def defending today. Uh, it was uh, – and I, I wanted to know uh, why Sims didn't get more, more burn. Yeah. Um, my man came up with Inferno, four blocks, blocking everything. And uh, Thibodeau, Tibbs. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, Tibbs did. Yeah, Thibodeau Tib. Um, so I, I and I'm tired of him tibbing with the, the the young core that we draft. I'm I'm tired of that. Like uh, we we've asked, but we won, so I'm not gonna get too much on Tibbs right now. We not we won. Um, I like I like what we're seeing. I like the defense. You see, OG he was he didn't have it uh, all game offensively, but you see him realize that he's the guy with the bench unit, and he became more aggressive. Little pull ups, going to the basket, getting yes. us some buckets when we went through a long drought. So, yes. um, I, 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 that's something that I've been looking for to see if if he can do that or will do it. Um, you know, be that third guy. Like I know that I'm that guy. I have to get points. This is this is my role. Um, and he he pretty much did that today. His defense is immaculate. I love OG's defense. So he has some key blocks down that stretch too. Yeah, OG yeah. had four steals on the night. Yeah. And two blocks. And he guarded every single person. He can switch on to everybody. He has the mm -hmm. de defensive IQ to guard multiple people. And he's done that multiple games in a row. And that's why he has the second highest plus minus on the team uh, next to Hartenstein. But that is why we have the best, the second best defense in 2024 is because the addition of OG Ananobi. So, yeah, he's done a really, really good job all year long. Yeah. And he fits in perfectly with it. Facts, Jay, and just imagine, just imagine, uh, we do we're second in the league now, and our defense is not even clicking on all cylinders. We still have so much miscommunication, whereas two people unintentionally guarding the ball. Yeah. So then you just got a trap now. Yeah. <laughs> both did. We might as well do might something. Might as well do something. We <laughs> <laughs> might as well. Yeah. But um, the defense yeah, in the first quarter know. was. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah. So we. we we're doing this, you know, number two. And, again, we have a lot of miscommunication and still uh, players learning their spots. Um, Grimes and Precious, they – they uh, Grimes, Precious and a lot of people, rather, you know, um, whether to guard the – stay with the ball or drop back, it was a lot of confusion in, in parts. More so, like you said, in the, in the beginning of the game, we kind of got it a better flow as the game went by. But I, I like this team. I'm cool with just seeing what we had. Um, it was ugly, but again, that's uh, good teams find ways to win, right? Right, you're right. So, so Ebony, before the trade happened, you had your binoculars out. You was like, I'm gonna be watching OG. What, oh, they, what are binoculars telling out. you? What are they telling you? What are they telling you? They still, they still out. I'm still watching that. <laughs> <laughs> they still out. They always out. Um, yeah, I, I like OG. I like um, he's not, he doesn't do extras. You know, um. If you want to say he's a bland player too, um, you know that that same player that kind of that, that uh, Melo was talking about. That's OG. He's not doing anything highlight, you know, many highlight worthy plays. It's just handling his business, and a lot of times it's with bare minimum dribbles and moves. Yo, you be like <laughs> I can see, I can see why he gets compared to Kawhi. Yes, I can see it. 
And today, like, I don't want to throw out the window or anything, but to because I'm not because it's only one game. But the little offensive stuff he showed me today in that little stretch with the second unit, I was like, things that make you go, hmm. So you're telling me there might be like a little bit of like offensive playmaking something here, and you just gotta like. Like spit shine it a little bit and then give it some reps and maybe this there could be something there. There could be something there. I don't know. It's just looking like it. It's just looking like it to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think OG can, you know, he it seems like he has a good work ethic. Um I think that mid-range pull-up yeah. kind of game, like shooting on the on the on the dribble, yeah. that's gonna to, to be more fluent for him it's look, soon. It's looking real three level score-ish on the <laughs> on the low. On the very lowest of keys, very lowest of keys. <laughs> but yo, go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, I know you got a lot to say about. Yeah, um, it's it's gonna take a while for OG to get there, though. He he ain't he ain't on he ain't on that Kawhi level. No, he's yet. not. He's not. He's not. He's not. Defensively, defensively, defensively yes. yes. Defensively, offensively, yes. It's gonna take a while. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it's one of those games where. The Knicks didn't play their best. Um, in the first half, I felt like the Nets were pretty much out, out hustling them. You know, more effort out there. That's why they were able to grab rebounds, especially on, on the offensive boards. And the Knicks had trouble keeping them off the boards. I mean, the Knicks never. They were hardly wasn't playing tonight, so that did get them. That did make the Knicks a little bit weaker on the boards, and that may have contributed to the Nets pretty much getting the best of them in the first half, but, but throughout the game always felt like the Knicks had good energy. It's not like they were playing lackadaisical or anything of that nature. Like the Knicks had good energy, just that the Nets were just playing a little bit harder. And that's why they were able to, I, to kind of like take the lead a bit in the third quarter and things of that nature before the Knicks came back in the fourth to win the game. Um, the the defense from the bigs kind of annoyed me, except for Jericho Sims. Yeah, because I feel like that's what I was about to say. Like Randall and Precious, they never close out on shooters, and they and they gave too much space. Because I feel like in the first half, the Nets missed a lot of threes. But I feel like the five or six threes that the Nets hit in the first half were because either Julius Randle were on them or pressure were on them, and and it gave them the space to shoot the ball while everybody else on the team is defending the three and and contesting the shot, except for the times when there's miscommunication and give up an open three. Um, fourth quarter, I did I did kind of give Thibs the side eye because I was like, okay, why isn't Jericho Sims back in the game? That's a fact. Um, you, bought, you bought Dante back in the game, but you sat him on the bench, back and back, back, you sat him back on the bench, and I'm like, Thibs, what are you doing right now? We This game is in hand. What are you doing? But this is the one of the few games where Thibs was Thibbing, and it, it didn't worked. cost the game. It worked out. And Josh Hart, a lot of people get on this dude, be, and sometimes it's warranted. But this is one of those games where it's not going to show on the stat sheet the impact he made in that fourth quarter playing defense. And on top of that, he was a, he was a part of two big plays down the stretch. One play where um the Knicks. We're on uh, on for playing defense. I think OG got the block, and then Hart ended up with the ball. He was falling out of bounds and threw that pass down court to um Brunson, which ended up in the Julius Randle slam. Mm-hmm. 
that big slam. And then on top, then again, with the big shot, you know, where should we should have been an and one at the basket. Mm -hmm. They can't stand Josh Ryan. You can't tell me that they don't like Josh Hart. That baby get beat up. And they don't call nothing for him. They don't call nothing for him, yo. <laughs> I think he complains too much. I feel like that's yeah. why. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he's not complaining nice either. You you hear you can hear him sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But overall, the Knicks, because I think the last um, I think the Nets have like a the Nets have a negative plus minus. In the fourth quarter, I believe since December, like some date in December. So the Nets been struggling in the fourth quarter. The Knicks made sure they took advantage of that and ended up getting the win. So overall, Knicks didn't play that great, but they grew, they grinded it out and got the win. So yeah, that's all that. Matters. They grinded it out and got that W. Can, can, can I talk about Josh Hart real quick? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yes, because uh, just like uh, another player that I like. Uh, he gets a lot of slander, and a lot of it is some of it is deserved. You know, um, he hasn't been shooting, hesitating, you know, making the best decisions consistently this season. You know, uh, I get it, but again, I, I will say that his impact is 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 going to be felt more in the playoffs because he gives you these type of plays a lot. You know, the uh, hustle plays. What was it? He had a, a rebound. Remember, we talk about his rebounds that kill, they, they, they take your soul, they they kill you, they hurt. Mm -hmm. His rebounds. He had an offensive rebound in traffic, and he got Julius Randle an open three and put us up by one. These are the stuff that he does. And, and one of those blocks that him and OG, they he had one of them too. It was like OG blocked, and then it was Josh Hart that got got a piece of the next one also. Um, so those little things like that, those those are momentum plays. They pick up your team and they take. They take the soul of your 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 um opponent. So again, I, I I'll die on the hill that he his um impact will be felt more in the playoff setting. Yeah, Josh Hart is a good player. He's a good player. He's a decent player. He's a hustle player. He's a role player. I don't expect him to be scoring twenty five a game. I expect him to do all the dirty work. He 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 ended up starting on on field because he did all the dirty work, and he needed a guy like that. So it's, it's he's valuable to us. Sometimes I do feel like Tips overuses him, but because that because of that, I feel like he gets a lot of flat that he doesn't really deserve. So um, and, shout out to Josh. And again, Hart. Yeah, and again, it's a lot of a lot of that is because people don't think he deserves that contract, and they want somebody in that spot. So it's not even that really him. It's just they feel that somebody else deserves the spot, so they miss a lot of the little things that he does do. Um, at first, I was like, okay, Josh, uh, I was kind of like, okay, Tibbs, why why is he, you pick him out of Grimes and Dante? I was like, I looked at him, you know, like, okay. But then um, I saw uh, Josh Hart starting to get into the game from the rebounding aspect and just help defense. And I actually seen them do something different that I, I wanted them to do earlier in the season. I'm glad they're starting to do it now is use him as a screener. Mm -hmm. Let him screen and roll too. Just uh, don't instead of having him stuck on the, the, the perimeter. Corner. Yeah, yeah. You let let him get yeah. some movement where he can maybe get into that mid range that he likes. Yeah. So I seen them doing that today. I hope they, that continues. That's how he just scored that bucket. That, That's how he scored yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> just just little stuff to help your players. Things like that. Um, you know, you get people who always say, "Why would they run a play for your sixth and seventh option?" That makes no sense. No, you wouldn't run a play specifically for them. But in the play, have them moving. You know, their strength, you move them 
in in that offense. And if they get open, that is another option for you. I agree. Uh, things that, yeah, things of that nature. I hate to hear that. Why run a – we don't set our offense for six and seven options. That's crazy. You want to use everybody if they open. You want to see Yeah, you want everybody <laughs> to, th to be a threat. So you want to have some actions to – even like if your stars get kind of bogged down, you can throw it to Josh Hart and get them an easy bucket or something. Yeah. Or just yeah, get them an easy bucket just to open up your, for things for your star later. Like, exactly. I, I just, Help your players out. That is it. Exactly. That is it. Whichever way it is, if it, it means doing useless movement, the, the useless movement gets people, you know, attention. Exactly. That could cause, that, that could cause a mistake and get you an easy bucket. But just to stand on the corner, you doing my job for me. Thank you. I appreciate you. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. But yeah. Shout out, shout out to the chat, yo. 40 in the chat, mad late. Sorry for the late setup. I was set up mad graphics, came off the I I came straight. Let me tell you, let me tell you what my day be like, chat. I travel an hour, hour and a half to work. Just to leave work around 5, 5.30. Get here, get home around 6.30 or so. And as soon as I got home, scarf down some food, making graphics right before the game comes on, trying to make graphics as the game is playing. <laughs> but I'm trying to pay attention to the game while I'm making graphics. Come here, trying to finish making graphics, get to the show, and start everything on time. So I've been on go from from 9 a.m. this morning. <laughs> so sorry for being late, but I didn't really have a break the entire day from 9 a.m. to now. I've been straight up go mode. All right. So sorry for being late, but I'm late for a good reason. All right. I'm late because talking about Knicks with y'all. I'm setting up some stuff for y'all that's separate just separate just from the Knicks and Nets talk. I'm going to be talking about actual trade rumors and all that stuff. So I have a, something set up for you guys. That's why I'm, you're late. Sorry for that. But I don't have a clone. Sorry. I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't have no. a clone. It's not enough hours in the day. All right. No, no video games that. No video games that. <laughs> Yo, so let's get to let's get to it. Yo, can we talk about Jalen Brunson and Rudy Julius Randle? I, I, I like that we talked about these role players, and they do great I'm for glad, us. I'm glad you. I'm glad you mentioned them. Yeah, yeah, we gotta talk about this because oh, props. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my guy, <laughs> Black <Bad>. Captain. <laughs> had had, the, had the, the the Brooklyn Nets doing this. There you go. <laughs> Waving the white flag. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, he had he had a bunch of people on skates today. Mm -hmm. Float. Yeah, and I, I got. I got to bring out, I had to finally bring him out because this was Julius. Oh, school him. That's what he did. <laughs> and not only just the school bus, Miss Fritta. You know, Miss Fritta time, she destroying your stuff just straight. <laughs> <laughs> but, nah, but yeah, bully ball and the captain, definitely. Um, yeah. I like that Julius didn't, um, he didn't, even though he wasn't shooting well earlier, he just got to the hoop. I mean, got to the yeah. free throw line. Nah, for real. To kind of get himself in the rhythm. For real. I, I like that. For real. But yeah. yo, I'm gonna talk about I'm gonna talk about Brunson first. Because this dude is next level. I'm I'm glad people are starting to catch up. I remember last year specifically saying this is a future all-star. I remember last year seeing specifically saying, you know what? One day I can see us winning this. I can see this man's name under rafters. I, I can see, I was saying this last year, remember Ryan? I was like, I can see mm -hmm. Brunson being retired here because the way he's scoring and officially he's scoring, and this is year one of running a team, like, I can already see year two. If this is year one, 
He's averaging 24 or something a game in year one. This is his first time running a team. Year two might be crazy. And we're witnessing that right now because my guy is averaging about 27 points a game. Right? And when you're looking at the stats of comparing Jalen Brunson to all of the other top NBA players in the league, he is currently 12th in the NBA in scoring. Well, in the NBA in scoring. And it's like the, the difference between 12th and like 6th is like like point percentage point. Because he's like 25. He might have gone up today because he scored another 30 points today. Because he was at, I think, 26.7 or something. And then, then it's like 27. Then it's like 27.2. Then it's like 27.4. So you can look up tomorrow and he'll be 5th in the NBA in scoring. So I'm just saying... The not bad for a guy who's not a 1A second round pick. This is looking like one of those is he's point guard Jokic to me. All right, he's point guard Jokic to me. <laughs> yeah, he he's point guard Jokic to me. Point guard Jokic is that that guy did not see coming who was drafted in the second round. In actuality, he's too short and not athletic enough, like Jokic's not athletic enough either, to be doing the things he's doing. And then you look around and you're like, well, damn it, now he's an MVP candidate. How, like how many we're gonna we're gonna look around and go wow there's a couple of MVP MVP candidates who are second round picks and that is just ridiculous and he did it again today cooked the Nets entire team Macau Bridges can't anybody he cooked he cooked everybody it was barbecue chicken yeah the captain the captain is speaking had everybody on his case pull up threes turn around left shoulder uh swipe through floater hook shot. He has an array of moves. He has a move, a counter for his counters, for his counters, counters. Like, he's, he, he's got it all. Jalen Brunson is go. That man has to go to all-star team. Did you vote today? Did you vote today, damn it? Vote every day. I had def I definitely uh, agree with you. I was um I said it a bunch of times. I don't think we need a the puzzle anymore. I, I just think we have the puzzle. We, we just need may need a, a piece. And then it may not be a major, major piece we need. Um, I don't want to overkill, you know. I know people say just get the most offense you can on on a team, but I like kind of the two primary ball handling instead of three in that uh, uh starting unit. You see, it's, it's more spacing for them. Um, the the ball moves a little bit more, especially with uh the chemistry between Brunson and and, and Dante. Mm -hmm. So I, Brunson is, is is such a cerebral player um he he just watches where your body goes and how you and it makes his decision from from there mm -hmm. um the fact that it doesn't matter how big you are you think he's gonna pull back because you're like i know where he's gonna try to challenge this person and he does every time um so every single time you know uh putting people in posts the floater bully ball i like he had people on skates they were cha-cha sliding today mm -hmm. it was just all over the place they they was they was I, I was waiting for somebody to fall. I definitely was. I thought it was gonna be one of those type of nights. Mm -hmm. I was they, they was looking really Alex Caruso ish. Who, who he crossed the three point line? I forgot what boy he got. Oh, it was probably I think it was Royce O'Neal. Right, O'Neal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, was, it was a yeah. yeah. Yep. Yo, right. my he, yo, if he crossed him, he should have hit him with the. If I'm and waiting then, for he, yo, I'm sweat. I haven't played ball like two years. I'm only five seven. I'm only five seven. But I've been waiting for the day when I get back in the game shape so I can pull that on somebody taller. <laughs> 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 
he he crossed him up, hit the layup, I believe, and then and then did the Julius. They both yeah, did, did each other's. Did the uh, yeah. They did each other's celebration today because he did the yeah. Julius. <laughs> and then they walked away. You know, oh, you see man. Julius do. He did Brunson. I was like, okay. Yeah, but you know what I really liked about Brunson today? He cooked everybody for three quarters, and then when the game was on the line, he was passing it out. <laughs> Like he passed it out to Randall. He's like they passed who passed to Josh Hart for like he didn't he didn't do his normal take over the game type of he just read the defense and then we won the game that way. Like I think that was one of the things that I noticed. I was like, okay, like that's one of those things that like I feel like people don't give him credit for to just see the scoring, but it's it's not always just the scoring. I, I feel like he reads the situation. And that's what makes him so good. I think he's getting better. Like, just, again, I, we mentioned this earlier in the season. Um, he's still young, too. You know, this is only his second year running his own team. You know, um, So he's going to have to find. It's going to take him a minute. And it looks like he's getting it, though, between getting his own and getting other people's shots. Mm -hmm. But it looks like, you know, it's a better flow to to his game when it comes to getting other people involved. It's not so much always just the bailout. Nah. There's intentionally intentional passing now to get other people easier buckets. So, exactly. I, I, like that pass to Randall told, coming down. Yeah, that was pretty. Yeah. That yeah. was pretty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was definitely pretty. I'm just gonna add a couple of two cents. Yeah, do your so, thing. I don't know if y'all saw the clip, but on KG and Paul Pierce's um podcast that they got running, Paul Pierce asked. KG, who are the dogs in the league right now? Mm, and he was throwing out a bunch of names. And he was like, Jalen Brunson, dog. Facts. Julius Randle, dog. Facts. And then Paul Pierce was, you know, saying, even though he didn't object to either Julius, Julius uh, he, he didn't object to either Julius Randle or Jalen Brunson. But then afterwards, Paul Pierce was like, no, you, you named some Labradoodles. And then afterwards, KG proceeded to say, Jalen Brunson will bone your ass, Paul. Because I don't know what you were thinking. I don't know what you were thinking when he said that, but that was definitely a Paul's moment. And then, and then, and then he said, Julius Randle will bone your ass. Paul's again. Uh, KG, I, I, you, I like you, even though you are, even though you're a former Celtic. But you gotta watch what you say, my guy. You gotta, yeah. you gotta, you gotta put Paul at the end of that. You gotta put Paul. Ayo. Or Ayo or yeah, something. Exactly. Bone you guys as well. But basically what KG was saying is so true. Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle are both dogs. Julius Randle with the bully ball. Jalen Brunson with the way that he could just score a plethora of ways. And then on top of that, just the fact that like it doesn't matter who you put on him. It doesn't matter whether you put a guard on him. It doesn't matter whether you put a wing on him. Guy could, guy could be like 6'8", guarding Jalen Brunson. And he's going to find some way to mix that player up mm -hmm. and get a ball. And... That is what you call a that's what you call a 1A player, a player that can get buckets no matter who you put on him, he's gonna get you a bucket when you need it. And Jalen Brunson is that guy. And yeah, tonight he didn't do his usual takeover of a game, but he found other ways to get other guys involved. Julius Randle with the big three that he hit later on in the game as well. And of course, that big pass to Julius Randle later on when on that fast break, you know, put a dunk to pretty much help steal the game. Mm -hmm. But in overall, man, these two guys. They are, there's some dogs, and like Ebony said, maybe maybe the Knicks don't really need that 
that star third piece. It might be just a bench score to just supplement the bench. And this team is good the way it is. But, but yeah, those two guys, they played great tonight. They definitely did. And I'll say this, that third piece, not, the third piece, it can work. But I don't know if you've been paying attention around the league. Whenever a third piece is involved and third piece needs the ball, it can work, but every single time there is like this period where everything is wonky and then there's a discussion and then there's there's a thing where they go, all right, I'm going to sacrifice my game so everybody else can eat. Like somebody At the end of the day, it always comes down to that conclusion. Somebody has to come in and sacrifice their game so everybody else can eat. And that's just how it goes. James Harden did with the Clippers. He came over there. He's like, I'm going to be taking 600 less pull-up threes off the dribble. <laughs> at, first, at first, it took a little minute, though, when he first got there because uh, they weren't sacrificing. Exactly. Everybody, you know, everybody's still trying to be the alpha. And uh, that that's when you when you have a, a the big three or four, whatever you want to call it, um, it, it's not a guarantee to work. You know, people be like, just get them on your team. But if that's the case, then Phoenix would be in a better position than it was. And, and I grant I get it that Bill is is was hurt, but even with Bill, it's still a lot of people having to sacrifice. Um and, and we don't know if they can or they will. You still got KD chasing goat talk, you know, you got Booker doing whatever he do. You know, you got a lot of people with may have a lot of personal agendas still, just still. I don't know. And that's the thing what happens when when you put so many star players alphas rather if you want to call it is whether they will sacrifice because if they don't then then you just got a bunch of talented individuals literally yeah <laughs> you gotta be in the right mindset in the right in, in the right part of your career to want to sacrifice but uh um, yeah let's talk about randall real quick and then we're gonna talk about some other stuff we, we're gonna have you talk about randall we're gonna talk about some some news and rumors and all that stuff that everybody likes to talk about because we start we are still in the middle of trade season the trade deadline is still february 8th i believe so we're gonna talk about that before we go talk about that we still gotta give randall his flowers randall is interesting because me, me and ebony both was and even ryan said today like the first few quarters defensively was was kind of weird like randall randall and precious weren't stepping up for three stepping up the guard to three actually cam shot the shot to the nets because the nets were they were hunting brunson in the first quarter i don't know if you guys noticed they was hunting brunson in the first quarter because usually what teams do when they have they'll put their worst defender on the spot up shooter so they had they were trying to hide brunson on cam on cam johnson and johnson was like nope <laughs> i'm taking you to yeah. school <laughs> but uh i will say there was a I, I saw exactly when the switch for randall happened the switch happened like around the third quarter when the nets got in a 10-point lead and randall was running with the second unit before they took him out and then all of a sudden i just saw his effort level spike and he was closing out harder he was chasing down people he was more aggressive going to get into his shots. He was making decisions faster. And I felt like a switch turned on his head. And he's like, oh, no, nah, we're not losing this game. And he he, had, he played that last like three or four minutes at 100 miles per hour. So I was like, boom, shout out to Randall for that. Then Miles McBride came in. 
with with Josh Hart and OG Ananobi, and OG Ananobi took over. That's when I saw a little bit, little Kawhi Light. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. And he started going to work. Um, he 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 got well. He got to the rim, aggressive, super aggressive. Everybody talking about how passive he was, super aggressive going to the rim. Got to his pull up midi game, and he was kind of running the offense. And I also like Miles McBride. He called his own number a couple of times. There was one time Miles McBride got to his pull-up midi off the dribble. There was no plays called. He just said, you know what? I feel good. I'm driving past my man. I'm pulling up right by the foul line. Hit it two points. They dared him to shoot a three. He hit a three. I don't think I don't know if the Nets have been watching Miles McBride for the last month or so. You can't leave him wide open for three anymore. And that three led to a timeout. So Miles McBride's minutes were a positive. So I, I just want to give a shout out to the second unit who brought us back into the game. Uh, of course, Jalen Brunson, who did his thing at 30 points. And Julius Randle, who hit a huge three in the fourth quarter. Then after that, turned the ball over. But then after that, got a dunk. Like, we <laughs> got the whole Julius Randle experience. But the experience came with a win. So... <laughs> I'll take it. I will take it. Take. I right. definitely take it too. Um, uh, Julius is not a like we know that he's not a, a, a natural, I guess, playmaker. So a lot, a lot of times, it, things you know, he may make mistakes because it's still a, a learning curve. Um, to me, he's you know he he just said that uh he just started watching film and you can you can tell <laughs> you can you you can tell. Uh, a lot of a lot of times when he's rushed, that's when the mistakes happen. Though you know, out of that double team having to read, and I get it, they're coming at you full force. You got to make a split decision. Um, but he's he's getting better with that. I could I could I can honestly say that he he is getting better. That I just would like him to do better with his closeouts. Yeah, it's just the, he it's takes the some closeouts. crazy angles to get to close. Like you basically giving them the whole lane. Like uh, um, I think it, it's not even that he can't. It's it's the the angles he's taking. Mm. He's not helping himself on defense. <laughs> yeah. Kind of setting himself up to be honest. Sometimes I think he's tired, and that's when you get the bad closeouts. Sometimes, um, but yeah, you're right. The angles he takes makes it so that um, he kind of puts himself into some like weird foul trouble sometimes with the weird angles he takes on closeouts, and then like not getting back on defense sometimes. But then today in the third and fourth quarter, he was excellent, and even. And it's funny, even with the passing, like some you you said he's not a natural passer. Sometimes he looks like the best passer in the league. That's the that's the crazy thing about Randall. Like you he'll like the pass he threw to Achua in the fourth quarter between yes. two players for a, a dunk was like on some Magic Johnson stuff. I was like, yo, what was that? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, what I mean, well, that's why sometimes that's why sometimes that's why it's not consistent because he's not it's not natural to him. He's still learning how to do it, you know, like really notice and, and, and see see these people, you know, uh, making the right pass out of the double team and things of that nature. Because before you remember a lot of bailing out, that's it. That was his pass. I call yeah. it the bailout pass. But so, um, but even like the, now, now he's looking for a folk again, just like Brunson. But, he's, he's looking for. Yeah, but like even the game, like the game he had with ten assists. Yeah, like ten assists, seven turnovers. Right. A lot of those passes he made were like were incredible. They were incredible passes to the point where it wasn't even bailout passes. It was passes where I'm setting you up. To make a pass, like there was one pass where he looked at the corner 
to throw the defense off and passed it to like the elbow for three. Like that's very intentional point guard type passes. But then he yeah, also so had seven turnovers. So yeah, and he also he also does he's learning how to put it into pocket into the shooter's pocket because he doesn't do that very well. Julius is a uh, he don't he's a very strong person and his passes reflect that. <laughs> Yo, nah, for real, like Yo, no, no, he be, he be throwing his pass like one hundred miles per hour. Nah, I don't know, I don't know what's faster, like meteorites to flash or Julius Randle's passes. Like I don't know, like, like it's, it's crazy. I be feeling sorry for the bigs because sometimes he be. When they right there, you know, right next to him, and he played a four way to five. I'm in the dunker spot, you know, they in the dunker spot. You giving me that big old that that fastball of a pass, yeah, nah, that's jam finger century right there. For real, <laughs> I can feel that. I, I, mm. I did love one pass from Julie, Julius Randle tonight, though. I can't remember, I can't recall who was in the corner, but he had the ball on the baseline and he was dribbling, and then they, they the Nets brought the late double team and he noticed it. So he picked up the ball. He was looking for someone to pass it to. I think it was Grimes in the corner, if I remember correctly. I don't know if it was Grimes or Dante. It was one of them. I think it was Grimes. And then he passed the ball through traffic and him in the corner, and they knocked down the three. And I think that was my favorite pass from Julius Randle tonight because the fact that he was able to complete that pass on, on the on the dime like that, and it was traffic he had to push it and he had to throw it through. Yeah. I thought it was a very impressive pass. No, I agree. It's just I don't know. It, it's it's so weird. I don't I don't even know how to call it, dog. I don't know how to call it. Sometimes sometimes he's the best passer on the planet, and sometimes I'm just fearful of what he's gonna do next. Like it really depends on the minute, the quarter, the day. He's still <laughs> learning. He's still learning. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, salute to the chat. Shout out to everybody in chat. Shout out to Fritz, uh, Frank White, Alberto Ramos, Gregory Lee, picks for Timmy. Uh, everybody else is rocking with the Yoshi show. Tyron Reed. If you're if you here, you're liking the show, hit that like and subscribe button. We have the every game talking Knicks basketball. We here late. Like I said before, sorry for a late setup. I really did not rest today. I really I literally went to work, came back, hour and a half each way, made graphics, watched the game. Hey, no breaks. Here with you. Sorry for late setup. I was setting up graphics, trying to get ready for the show. All right. But we here now and we talking Knicks basketball. We talking about this next one. All right. So let, let's get to it. There was a lot of stuff that happened. I don't know if you guys don't want to talk about anything else in the game before I, I, I move on. I, I was in X uh, Twitter. I don't know why I called X. That didn't even sound right. I didn't even know what he was talking about. Was like, it didn't sound right coming out of my mouth. Of course, it didn't. <laughs> it, did. It, did. It, did. it did not. But um, I, I thought that I seen a lot of people killing Grimes, and I didn't think uh, it was warranted. Um, today, I thought he, he he did what he's been doing consistently the whole year, which is play defense because he did do a, a good job. It's kind of slowed down a little bit. Cam, you know, making it difficult for him for a little bit when he was hot. He, you know, he was shooting over everybody at, at one, one point. Um, but I thought he played good defense and picks his shots. He didn't make it, you know, um, make some of them. But he, he what did he do? Shoot about three for five, something like that. What? I can't remember. He ended up not well, shooting. Go ahead. Actually, no. I I'm looking for the box score. I don't think he ended up shooting well at the, by the end of the day. By the end of the day. But the first half, I know he was shooting well. I know he yeah. missed a couple easy, easy buckets. Um, I, I, I'm I, I'm not giving – I see people giving up on Grimes. I can't give up on him because he's still doing – playing one side of the, the court very well. It might just be really slumpy. He's had a very up-and-down year. Even with his up-and-down year, he's still shooting 39% from three. Yeah, he's he's too young to. 
I think he's too it's, young. It's, the game is very fast for him. Yeah. You can see he's all over jittery. He doesn't know when just yet to pick his spots. And it's, it's understandable. Um, you're young. You, you don't know how many minutes you're going to get. You know, uh, it's, it's it's real shaky right now. Um, so people say, look, look at Miles McBride, but everybody doesn't have the same temp temperament. And um, Well, just hold on. Time out. People are saying, look at Miles McBride? Yeah, like okay. they, they're calling Grimes scared. Time cats. out. Time out. I know... Yo, yo, I hate people, yo. I hate people, <laughs> yo. Is that what people are really saying? Like, like, look, Grimes is making the most of his minutes and being aggressive. And are you serious? That's serious. I dare people to look at freaking tweets about Miles McBride two months ago. Not even two months, the, ago. Two months ago. Are you serious? Still, shoot. Now, still now, people talking about I don't I, I know he hit some shots, but I don't believe him. <laughs> I've seen that too. No, uh, like so. okay. I don't always says for me right now he's playing like a good a two guard to me, Miles McBride. But he's but yes. I to me he might be a year away from being like a guard, like a real guard. But to me, he's like an undersized two guard, plays good defense, and we need a playmaker. That's the way I see it. Do I but I still think he has a chance to do it. Will he have a chance to do it here? I'm not sure. It depends on what's happening. We might get a backup point guard and he might get another shot next year to ease into that. But truth be told, my whole my whole point was last year, the year before, I remember when Grimes had like a 30-point game in his rookie year. Against Milwaukee, I think it was. Yeah. And he was playing great defense. He was playing, had a 30-point game. He was playing so well that people were like, he should be starting over Evan Fournier. And People just have short memories. Like people yeah. just forget all the success he had. He, he had a great first year, got injured, ended up starting, had a decent season, played crappy offensively during the playoffs, and then just say, "Now look at Miles McBride. He's better." Like what? People were crapping mm -hmm. on Miles McBride for like three years. Like I don't understand. People were crapping on Dante, but now they biggest Dante fans. It is. <laughs> yo, I hate people, man. <laughs> I hate people, yo. <laughs> I, I hate how like Miles McBride has been playable for the Knicks for like two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> and they act like he, they act like they wasn't criticizing Miles for the same thing a year ago. Like it's crazy. I don't, yeah. I don't understand people. I think I think Miles McBride and Grimes have the same issues. Um, when it comes to they go east to west a lot instead of north to south. Yeah. Um, they yeah. take instead of going direct to the basket, like if you curl in and, and come directly to the basket they do like wide turns and, and wind up on the three-point line or, or whatever the case may be it's, it's a lot of each they don't go towards the basket and if you, you don't go towards the basket you're not creating anything for yeah, why, anybody else just watch Jalen Brunson just watch Jalen Brunson you gotta go towards the basket don't be afraid of contact and use your body to create separation like basketball is kind of like you, you just you, it's funny. All you already do is better. put your shoulder in front of people. Once you put your shoulder in front of somebody, you can go. Like that's it, it, all you all you gotta do really is a heavy and get your shoulder in front mm -hmm. and go. It's, it's you don't have to go east or west, and that's what Miles have to learn, and that's what Grimes have to learn. They have to learn to embrace that content. And, yeah, and, and change the speed. Change the speed. Also. Change the speed, but especially. Especially when you're not the fastest. Exactly. Miles McBride is definitely not like he may be fast, but with the ball, he's not very that first step is and the handle is not there just yet. No. Um I think that if he learns to, you know, just 
pump fake and, and learn to change speeds and like just basically Yeah. what Brunson does. He's not the fastest, not, you know, he just knows the game. He sees if I go here and I give you a little bit of this, you're going to do that, That's a crap. I, you know. But he, So, so McBride is okay. getting it though. It's coming along slowly. Like I seen, like the first few weeks was the jump shot. This week, I'm seeing he's getting a little bit more comfortable with the handle and and pulling up to his spot. So it's coming. It's it's very slow. It's coming week to week, but it's coming. I, I'm seeing little small steps from McBride week to week. So shout out to McBride. She looks. Yeah. I I definitely agree with the uh, a Negro. I don't know. With the, I'm not even gonna try to say that, right? <laughs> and they're really I think that's the coaching staff, to be honest with you. I think the coaching staff has been preaching for a lot of the guys to take more threes, shots at the three point line and shots at the rim. And only a few guys are actually instructed to hit the midi. I think I think that's coaching because he was doing that year one. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that's a disservice. You just let them take the shot, the best available shot, and see what happens. Um, this this whole analytics and and and, it's and the, it's the forcing analytics. things. Mm -hmm. Just just play basketball. <laughs> play basketball. Put the calculators down and play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I hate. For I mean, real. I kind of agree with it sometimes. I'm not gonna hold you. I, more 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 clean threes. Like the Knicks, I saw the stat that said, yeah, I think who is Lee or Ryan's in the group chat that said the Knicks take the most hit the most corner threes in the league in 2024. Like those are the high quality threes that you need to 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 win games. So some of that stuff, some of that stuff is is good to know. But I understand you don't want to be over reliant on it as well. The the mid range once you know once you know from having midi that's that that opens the game up for you more because now they don't know where you're gonna pull up from Right. you get what I'm saying um with with Grimes it's all all or nothing he's either shooting or they, or they know he's gonna try to get to the basket but if he incorporates maybe a a, a pull up now they don't know if he's What going you gonna to do do? that Yeah, I hear yeah you. I hear you. But yeah. yeah it's, it's all based on analytics though because the way analytics are they basically take you, you take the three point shot because three is more than two and you get you try to get shots at the rim because those are the, those are the high percentage shots according to analytics the mid-range shots least is the least efficient or whatever the case may be so a lot of times the way especially with the way the game is trending nowadays with analytics being a huge part of basketball They don't. A lot of teams don't really don't really instruct their guys to take a whole lot of mid range jumpers, and that's why you see a lot of players like the DeRozas in the league, etc. You know, a lot of teams aren't really interested in those type of players because it's like, you know, it's kind of like they're trying to phase the mid range out of the game, almost. And and it's like it's either you take the three or you go to the basket and finish at the rim. But I agree. Like if you're a player that can. Scored all different types of levels, especially you can and you're able to incorporate that mid range into your game. That makes you even more unstoppable because, you know, like Ebony said, like you can take the three, and and they and they know that okay, if you if they guard you at the three point line, you can dribble in, take one or two dribbles, take the mid range, you you can knock that down too. Because a lot of times that mid range is open because guys either guard the three or they guard the rim, so. You know, it might not be a quote-unquote high percentage shot according to analytics, but it's still a good shot to learn, 
you know, especially if you're a guy that, you know, you need to add something to your game to help you score more. Yeah, I agree. I agree with, with everything you, you were just saying. And plus, uh, as a player, you know, um, I, I was known as a shooter. And people would run me off the line, you know. Um, and if I would say I wasn't uh, AI with the Hindus, I got where I got to go, you know. I was very fundamental, if, if that makes any sense. I wasn't doing any – I was, was OG. OG. I'm not doing anything extra. Yeah, like just, just like that. <laughs> Facts, though. Like just, just, just like that. Um, Defense, no, but <laughs> um, it, when when they ran you off the line, it was the little hezzy, like because they know you're a shooter. So now they're running me off the line. Is the hezzy that gets you closer to the basket now? Because now most times they're jumping or or they they you know now you got them. You go mm -hmm. the opposite way. You want to go to the bucket. You want to pull up. Whatever it is, you have multiple options. You want to pass it off because now they got to help. You got him. This person, you know on the ropes. So now the teammate might want to help and now you can get you can get other other um excuse me people's shots. So the mid-range to me that that area you could do so much just to say, you know, cuz the calculator boys, I know that's why that's why I get mad about that. Because <laughs> a shot is a shot. Shout, shout out to the sage of the six pad. J. Ellis, please for the love of God, put the calculators down, play basketball on a t-shirt portfolio. Facts. <laughs> I, I probably had I go I go I got, I got you, you know, oh, I man. Said, that's hilarious all right but yeah good talks good talks put the calculators down play basketball Knicks win Cal calculator boys yeah if you don't that's remember if you don't remember anything from this conversation remember this tomorrow put on your brightest blue and orange and troll every Nets fan at work office in Brooklyn skip go to the Barclays Center boo it Pee on it, do whatever you want to do, all right? Because that's what I'm doing tomorrow. I'm going early tomorrow morning. I don't know. I don't know. I know I'm going to end late tomorrow morning. Going early. I'm sitting in my Nets fans coworkers desk, all right? I'm just sitting there. I'm smiling. I'm going to yell, MVP. <laughs> Nets fan. I thought that was a myth. Yeah. A Nets fan. Nets fan. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's still out there. They'll be extinct, so don't worry. Yeah. Definitely. But let's let's get to it. Salute to the chat. Um, I want to go over some a little bit of Knicks rumors to talk about. Um, just to catch you guys up on what's happening in Rumorville. And you already know I, I'll be going to the source. I'll be going to the sauce. Sauce. Talking about their sauces. <laughs> we gonna be talking about their sauces. My, you know they, my they sauces. sauces with S S A U. -C. Yeah, sauces. That's what they talk about. Yeah, they got the sauces. sauces. <laughs> Cooking. My sauce, my sauce is my sauce. My sauce is SNY articles. All right. <laughs> Legitimate sauce. Legitimate. <laughs> Mike Scotto too. Shout out to Mike. Mike Scotto. He, who, that's, I, I, I use him as sauce too. Uh, there haven't. Let's see. So Ian Begley kind of talks about the updates from the Knicks, and I really want to talk about this because all year. All month we talking about Dejounte Murray. I know some people are for, some people are against. I feel like more people are more for recently because Dejounte's been hitting game winners. But um, I know you guys. I think I've even reported on this channel about the the asking price for Dejounte Murray. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, it says uh, right here. Ian Beckley says there haven't been major developments reported on the Knicks trade front this week, as SMY last week, Alec Burks and Bruce Brown Brown have been squarely on the New York Knicks radar. The price for Utah's Jordan Clarkson would be significant. So I, mean, I, I don't know if you guys, I 
are watching, but I made a video talking about that a little bit earlier, that it's really looking like it's going to be Alec Burks and Bruce Brown. And Ian said this like two or three post games in a row, which makes me think, oh, shoot, this is serious. <laughs> like, this is serious. Every time we did a post game show, right after the poke show, I would look at Ian Begsley report thing and he would talk about the game and then he'd be like, and the Knicks are looking into Bruce Brown again. And I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> so it's really looking like Bruce Brown. Um but also bad news for guys who won Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan is looking like it's not likely. As well. Let's see. It says um there have been one or two re-aggregated reports represented as new information this week, but nothing earth-shattering. The biggest names being discussed include Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and DeJounte Murray. As noted earlier, I'd be somewhat surprised if New York pursued DeMar DeRozan aggressively. So for guys who's wanting DeMar DeRozan, probably not going to happen. I didn't think it was going to happen, to be honest with you. I'd be even more surprised if the Knicks pursued Levine aggressively. Um, with the new tax apron and Levine making north of what forty million dollars a year, and you are a highly injury prone all star on fringe all star. Like those are the type of contracts that execs will want to stay away from when this new tax apron hits, because it'll severely handicap you. So, um, yeah, the Knicks aren't looking to look for Zach Levine or Demar Derozan. Here's interesting. The Lakers and Hawks have had advanced talks on Murray and D'Angelo Russell has been a sticking point. Purdy athletic. Uh, Murray's under contract to 2026 to 2027. The Hawks do not have to trade Murray by the February 8th deadline. They can revisit discussions in the offseason. As of last week, teams in touch with the Hawks believe they were going to stick to their certain price point on Murray, on the Murray trade, I'm sorry, and were prepared to keep the 27-year-old after the deadline if the price point wasn't met. The Knicks can meet the price point if they want to, but they seemed lukewarm about the idea this month. Earlier this month, things can change quickly in the NBA, especially at the point this season. A deal that looks dead on January 23rd can be revived later in the week. So let's say the Hawks decide to lower their price on Murray or the Knicks decide to meet Atlanta's demand with an assist from capsheets.com. Here are a few Knicks packages for Murray that satisfy NBA trade rules. Murray has a trade kicker, so his income salary for the purpose is 21%. Grimes and Fournier for Murray is one trade and Mitch Robinson for Murray's trade. That could work. Now, the interesting thing about this whole thing is the price point because the price point for the Knicks have been two first round picks. And I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the rumors that have been happening between the Lakers and the Hawks, but the Lakers are only offering the one first pound pick in a swap. And D'Angelo Russell. Nick tax. Huh? I said Nick tax. It looked like, like the Nick tax to me. I was, that was like things that make you go, hmm, in the. I was like, wait, so 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 if it's 
it's one pick for them, but two picks for us. What what do they do that at, Sway? Like the Lakers getting the discount again? Why do the Lakers get all the discounts all the time? But even when they're not good, they're getting a discount. Like yes. usually I feel like they get a discount because like, oh, let's play LeBron for you. You just want to go there. But now they're cap strapped, they have no assets, and they still have a find a way to only trade one pick. Now the deal's not done because every somebody, trade. somebody has to, you know, somebody has to take D'Angelo Russell. I got me and Fritz had a discord on Twitter. He he said the Lakers are probably um, giving them an unprotected first. and The Knicks probably don't want to give that up. I can see that because the Knicks probably want to give their unprotected first up for the big all-star move that they want. They don't want to give it up for DeJounte Murray. I can see that because I remember last season, Fred Katz was talking about what the Knicks need to get a big star. And he said minimum three unprotected would probably be needed for a big star. So if minimum is three unprotected is what's needed for a big star. And we, and we have four, that means you can probably, the Knicks probably thinking in their mind, we can only give up one at minimum at most, if they even want to give up one at all. So that could be the holdup or the holdup could be they want an unprotected and they don't want our rinky dink Milwaukee Bucks pick. <laughs> so uh it's just interesting to keep an eye on that and to see that it was two first round picks and now it seems to be one um will the knicks meet that price that that price point because according to ian we had a discussion last week not this week so maybe this is the updated price i don't know <laughs> but certainly if the knicks would do that it would be cleaner to do it with us because evan Fournier is an expiring contract and D'Angelo Russell is not an expiring contract. He has a player option where you can pick up his contract, which is worth, what is it? $23 million? I'm going off the top of my head. I'm going off the top of my head. So, um, and nobody wants, wants to have D'Angelo Russell. Which is why the Atlanta Hawks looking for a third team to pick it up. <laughs> but, but here's my thing, though, because I don't, know, I don't know the structure of that deal, but it's like, okay, if the Lakers are going to send an unprotected first-round pick in the future where, I mean, more than likely it's going to be a good pick because the Lakers are going to pretty much be in the dumpster <laughs> probably by that time with the way the team is currently set up. And it's in a pick swap. And then they're trying to trade away D'Angelo Russell, who whose contract has enough salary to where it could match DeJounte Murray. And they're looking for a 13 to pick it up. So what you're trying to tell me is that all Atlanta is going to get a return is that first round pick and a swap? Like what? Like what? Like the Lakers aren't going to send like another player to Atlanta's Atlanta's way? That not even Austin Reeves. Everyone's like, oh, they have to trade Austin Reeves. Not even Austin Reeves. They're going to find a way. Like it, it seems like a low ball to me. It seems. See, that's, that, that's that BS right there. That's that BS. Because it's like, honestly, like, the Knicks can the Knicks can easily offer them at least one good young player, and Fournier's expiring deal where that would be off their books and and a pick, and it's like you're telling me that's not a better value deal than just getting a unprotected first from the Lakers on a pick swap, and you're not getting like no type of player return because D'Angelo Russell's contract matches Dejounte Murray's contract. So what other players would be involved in that deal for Atlanta to even get a young player that they'd be interested in to come back to them like? But- that's that's Ryan. That Ryan though. That's if the Knicks want to give up Grimes in the pick. 
Like they might they might be thinking we either want to give you a pick or we want to give you Grimes. They might not want to do both. <laughs> you know I think that, I think that's the what it is. I think honestly that's that's exactly what it is, Jay. Um the cuz Grimes can be used in, if they are going for whatever big fish that is this comes available. You don't want to keep picking at the at your your pieces. Yeah. <laughs> because eventually you're not going to have enough, you know, um whether that's contract-wise with the new CBA deal or whatever. You you, you can't keep just trading them piece by piece for not a big fish, you know. Quickly and IQ, I mean quickly IQ. RJ IQ got us uh OG who plugged up so many holes. That one player plugged up so many holes and yet we made a, another uh floor with our bench, but as you can see, the the bench is coming along. It, it's very inconsistent, but it, they can they play defense. Yeah, and when you play defense, you always have a shot, as you see today. So they were struggling to score, but so was the Nets. The Nets couldn't score against them. So mm-hmm. you know, um, you had a time you you heard the announcer saying they haven't scored a basket. Neither team has scored a basket in a while. Yeah, that defensive unit was out there. I looked at the, I was like, ooh, Miles McBride. Grimes, yeah. Josh Hart, OG, I like yeah. OG and Grimes chemistry on defense. Yeah, that yeah. defensive lineup is not is no joke. <laughs> yeah. No. So I think definitely that they don't want to do both. Um, it's either the expiring contract and some picks, but I don't think they're trying to do the picks and Grimes. Not just yet. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I believe they want more t- time to see. Kind of like an IQ situation last year or whatever, you know, how they, they said they was thinking about trading him this offseason and they waited till now, maybe just to see if he if they could make it work or find find a way to make it work type thing. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think that's what it is. And shout out to Walter White. Walter White, do you do you sell man? Breaking Bad. That was my favorite TV show right there, man. Breaking Bad is my favorite all-time TV show. That show was so good. Yo, I I saw six seasons in like once. Yo, it's funny. I I I I'm, I saw six seasons in like a summer. Like I found out about it the season before it ended, and I saw all five seasons right before. And I finished the I finished the last episode of the fifth season right before the new season started. It was crazy. Yeah. But me too. I binge watched it. I watched it after it it went off. Like yeah. you know. I was I was a late uh, bloomer to it, but I, I love that show. I was yeah. mad the way he yeah. went out, but no, nah, I like I like I like those stuff. But so good. Okay, back to basketball, back to basketball. <laughs> well, <laughs> but yo, so yo, yo, your whole name got us on a tangent, bro. Um, but <laughs> but um, Walter White says the bio market can help us. I'm gonna ask you this one question too, because this has been a debate too. Because I, ret- I retweeted Tommy Bear. Because uh, as you know, a trade did go down. Oh, yes, it did. Terry, scary Terry Rozier, the guy we talked about on the KOT show, averaging 23 points a game. Offensively, he's really good. Really, really good. Three-level score. Checking out his team glass. That still got it. Uh, high pick and roll type of player. He still has that. Uh, he's traded. That guy, he got traded to the Miami Heat. I mean, the Miami Heat has now some extra firepower. They traded. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry is now a Charlotte Hornet, and the Charlotte Hornets are trying to flip Kyle Lowry. Good luck with that. <laughs> they don't flip him. He might be about in the buyout market. I know. I know the Knicks have their eyes on Alec Burks. 
personally, I feel like I personally I feel like what's gonna happen. I know you guys might not like this. I feel like what's gonna happen is the Knicks are gonna gather their two trade exceptions. That's five million dollars and six million dollars. Give the give the Detroit those two exceptions in like a second or two, and then Allie Burks is coming to the Knicks. I think that's just gonna happen. Please no. And he's gonna be the backup point guard. I feel Please. I'm just letting you know right now. Ian Begley for two post games in a row was like Alec Burks and Bruce Brown is the target. <laughs> you can't combine exceptions. It was gonna be it's gonna be a six million dollar exception. Uh, Archiak Ryan Archiak, I know. <laughs> Ryan Arch. <laughs> Ryan Arch. <laughs> I'm not even gonna do it to myself. Oh man. <laughs> It's gonna be something like that. I'm telling you, yo. <laughs> I don't know. I hope so. I don't think uh Burks and Tibbs ever need to be together again. Um I l- absolutely love Burks and I love Burks. I love him as a player. A, a bucket he is, but a point guard he's not. <laughs> I don't, I'm not taking that chance with him and Tibbs again. <laughs> nah, too much PTSD. I'm not taking that chance either. I don't want no more memories of Burks at point guard. Like I, I like I was saying earlier in the in the um text messages, anyhow the Knicks being Burks, back to the garden. I will hold up a sign every podcast saying Thibs do not play Burks at point guard. I will hold up that sign every game. I'm telling you, yo. I'm telling you, make that damn move. I'm telling you. Telling you it's gonna happen. I mean, the thing is, he's not gonna be the thing is, he's not gonna be a starting point guard because Jenny Brunson's here, so he's only gonna get like 10 minutes. Point guard. It's not gonna be like last time, he'll get 10 minutes again. Point guard, and he can do it in 10 minutes. He can do 10 minutes at point guard. He like he he can do 10 minutes at point guard when it gets to like I can't do that again, Jay. That's when it gets crazy. Yeah, he can only do 10 minutes at point guard. Yeah, then we're gonna start seeing him play end of fourth quarter minutes and all that and all that stuff too. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, you could, you could see that. You could see that, yo. I don't know. Let's let's keep them apart. Let's keep them apart. <laughs> I'm just letting you know to brace yourself. Or or maybe you wanna wait for the buyout market. And pick up Kyle Juicy Lowry. Maybe that's what you want. <laughs> they, they, they was also saying another person of that the Charlotte team that could be in the buyout market. I'm allergic to I'm allergic to him though. Is a uh, Gordon, Gordon Haywood. Mm. I'm allergic. Uh, I chew. I chew. Please no. <laughs> we already got a chew up already. We don't need Gordon <laughs> Haywood. <laughs> I remember some people was calling him Ash Chewer. That was funny. <laughs> Damn, bruh. <laughs> Whatever. That wasn't me. I promise. Oh my god. <laughs> so no, no. So no, no, no to Kyle Lowry. No to Kyle Lowry on the buyout market. I seen that argument. Hey, he's two million dollars. Yeah, I seen that too. I'd rather see what what Deuce. Hopefully, Deuce find his first step, <laughs> and he find yeah like his handle improves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like if I have to choose between. Getting Kyle Lowry off the bio market and giving Deuce minutes for him to grow. I'd rather give Deuce minutes to grow than same. Kyle Lowry. Same. Same. Me too. Same. Me too. I, I, I agree with you. 
I could be talking guy, to Alec Burks, so I could be talking you know, to it. The guy that I really want, but I know they said what they said, but they also said we wasn't going to trade with OG. So if, since that happened, anything is possible to me, right? Anything <laughs> is possible. You're right. Anything, anything is possible, but I, 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 I want Herb. I want Herb, Herb oh. Jones. Boom. All right, you know what? Let's get to it. Let's get to it then, because something else that happened that went kind of went under the radar. When Mike Scott wrote his last article, he talked about the Knicks not wanting DeJounte Murray. Not wanting him, but the Knicks looking at other options other than DeJounte Murray. Um, looking at backup point guards. Looking at uh, Malcolm Brogdon, who Ian Begley said they have not had serious talks with uh, Portland about Malcolm Brogdon. And looking at other options. And then after all of that, Mike Scott wrote, Knicks are also looking for backup power. So we try to we try to like gather some information about what backup power forwards might be available, and we'll get into that right now. And I feel something must have happened that was pressing pressing for Ebony. Yeah. But uh, we can get into it. I don't. I don't even. We don't even have to start with the big fish. We don't even have to start with the big fish. But we can start with the small fish because we can't. We came up with like a little bitty list. So we can start with. We can start with your guy. We can start with your guy. Like we tried to pick. Okay, we tried to pick people we felt like were realistic. We will talk about Herb Jones for sure. But we try to talk. We try to pick people who felt like realistic. Teams might be going through something. These teams have been rumored to be trying to blow the team up, or these guys are in training rumors already. Charlotte is one of those teams where they seem like they're trying to move pieces. Um, I know. I know uh, Ryan G talked about PJ Washington. I feel like PJ Washington's been mentioned like every year on this program for like the last three years <laughs> when they come down and trade their line. But Ryan G, what do you what do you what do you think about PJ Washington? I know that's that's your guy. I feel like you I feel like you specifically mentioned him at trade deadline. Yeah, but I mean he wouldn't be my top choice. Um my top choice is still a playmaker. Um I still would rather a playmaker to be brought to the Knicks who can actually score some points off the bench and can actually, you know, set up other players and things of that nature. Someone actually run an offense. So for me, the power forwards would probably be secondary on my list mm-hmm. as a for players to go for, but I we mean, only talk about power forwards because Mike Scott because we we already have yeah. a list about we already have a list of point guards we went through already. So we have that content for you if you want to watch it. We only talk about power forwards because that's the only thing we really haven't extensively gone through and Mike Scott talked about it. So we figured we would talk to him about that today. That's the only reason we talked about that right now. All right. Yeah, I mean PJ Washington, you know, he's a solid player. Um defensively he could be on and off you know he's not really he's not really consistent on the defensive side of the ball but you know he can score he can knock down the three occasionally even though his three-point percentage is not is not really impressive this season he's just he's just one of those players where it's like you know on a given night he can give you 20 mm-hmm. but you know it's it's inconsistent you know so he'll give you 20 one night he'll give you like five another night so I mean, I mean, it's a solid piece. Not, not really one of my top choices as like a power forward I would want to bring in if the Knicks take that route. But he's solid. I, I, I like PJ. I like PJ Washington. He's cool. 
He's cool. I can see him another bench piece. Definitely. But I want her. <laughs> we trying to slow off the dog, Ebony. We trying to slow off the dog, Ebony. <laughs> He's like, just get to it. Just get to her. <laughs> just for the I you, you know what I like to do. I like to add the contracts. PG Washington, 16 million first year, 15 million second year, 14 million third year. Um it's he's in this weird space where it's like a little bit too much for trade exceptions. Uh <laughs> Ebony is giving you 18.5. So I guess that's still kind of in range. Um, I know the Knicks are looking for a backup power for it. He would be under contract for three years. It's kind of in the Knicks sweet spot where it's like under 20 million tradable contract that could be packed with somebody else. Kind of in that sweet spot. The only thing is, I'm not sure if that third year, it's not a lot. It's 14 million, but I'm not sure how, I'm not sure if a team who's trading like their big star would want that third year for a player who's like so-so. So Isn't that about uh, Evan's contract almost? Like about his breakdown? No, Evan is, Evan's expiring. Evan is expiring depending on how we play because Evan, we had, he's 18.5 million this year. Um, if we don't pick up his my, his option, this could be his last year. But if we pick it up, um, next season would be his last year, which is why Evan's contract is so valuable. But yeah, uh, that's PJ watching the nutshell. And um, I don't even. I don't, do you want to go through the Keenan Glass stats or not? Nah? We can just move on because I don't feel like anybody's really interested in because <laughs> he's been really bad this year. <laughs> he's been really bad this year shooting. My man got paid and fell off. He got paid and fell off, man. He got paid. He played like defense, those. so he got paid and fell off. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't like those. Yeah, he's he's definitely a secondary option. Like, <laughs> you know, if all if all of the options are not available, and you need and you need someone desperately to fill that hole. That's like, all right, I'm gonna go after PJ Washington. <laughs> right, right. Let's go. Let's just let's just go. Let's just go. Because Ebony was just like. <laughs> That's it. Why do you want her so bad? It'd be like having another OG. Nah, Why not? That's a fact. That Why is a fact. Not? Here's the thing. There was a rumor going around, but everybody knows what's going on with this taxi. Everybody, every team is trying to avoid this like the plague. And you already know the Pelicans, they're committed to Zion. Brandon Ingram, they have CJ McCullum, they have a lot of big salaries. And I believe they hit the tax next year. So because of that, you, you can end up losing some good players because you don't want to hit that apron. And so players like Herb Jones might shake loose. Um I heard I heard a rumor that he might be available this season for that reason. But then I heard a rumor that they said, hell no, nah, we ain't trying to move him right now. <laughs> Anything possible. Don't kill my dream. That's what I'm going with. I'm going with anything is possible. Yeah, but they might have to make it. They might they have to make a decision though, because like they they might have to move somebody, and they so they might end up having to move him unless they just want to play that that act and not be able to make a move later. Mm. You know, another two teams that I think are going to run into that problem, which is why to see this new deal is terrible because it it really penalizes you drafting it does to me i don't i don't care what anybody says you penalize the teams like who do, who did it the right way like okc who yeah they tank they they traded they drafted well but they're not going to be able to pay all those guys 
and, and you know they're they're a very deep deep team. Um, they're not going to be able to. And Orlando also, so it's going to be a lot of people that you might not think you have access you can get. They might be an option because mm -hmm. of this new CBA deal, and I think a lot of people are just going to get you know. That's that's how like we got moved around like domino pieces kind yep. of because yeah. yeah. That's how we got Dante, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. They That's couldn't how, afford. They couldn't, Golden State couldn't afford you know, Golden State is like my, I wouldn't say second, yeah, the secondary team. My favorite player is Steph, so I, I pay attention to Golden State very, very much, you know. And definitely, they, the, they Golden State, said before the season was even over, they knew they would, couldn't keep him. They wanted to, but they knew he had outplayed his contract and they couldn't afford what he was worth now. Um, So... I see that happening with a lot of teams, and it's kind of crazy because you're ch trying to build a, a championship three every three to four years. Kind of, you got to turn over. That that's I don't I don't see this working out for for the NBA. That to be honest, I yeah. think the NBA is trying to stop dynasties pretty much. Like they're trying to stop you know teams from being able to sign like three or four superstar players like mega deals and all that stuff they're trying to like kind of i think the, i think the reason why the nba did is that they're trying to spread the wealth they, across they, the league yeah. to where it's like you know teams you know teams can be more competitive yeah personally you know fighting for the talent things like that but you know like you said there's also um there's also a negative to everything and yeah the negative is like small market teams they're not gonna be able to keep everybody, even if they do it the right way and you know draft right and all those things. Like, yeah, there's gonna be one or two players that do slip through the cracks because of that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, truth be told, that could be that's that's probably our story with the man quickly. Yeah, yeah. definitely. That's why we, he's not here anymore. Yeah. Um. This is, it's, yeah, this is what it is. But yeah, Herb Jones is one of those dudes where he's the defensive dynamo. He has that defensive potential. He has a, I think he's what six eight with a seven foot wingspan, six eight with a seven foot wingspan. He's thirty seven percent from three, forty. And he's improving. Yeah. And I well, I got these clean glass stats if you want it. Shoot, I can pull that up. <laughs> Yo, we want her. <laughs> but yeah, like I'm always kind of worried about playing. We've been playing uh, OG too much. So like I to me, I feel like we we need another OG light to back him up, so you don't have to play him forty minutes a game. Yeah, I I, I I think so too. And it's just another player again who fits that three and D, and you could play you know interchangeable next to to Brunson and uh, Randall. Mm -hmm. You know, so when they they need that bailout pass, he he can hit that. He has been hitting that this year. So yeah, see thirty eight percent from three, pretty good. Look at look at the Tim special right there. You see the Tim special? What's the Tim special, corner? guys? Yeah, corner? yeah. that corner three. three. That corner. He all you gotta do is play like OG, baby. We good to go. 81, oh. 81st percentile from the corner, shooting forty three percent from three, shooting at, shooting the three. Yeah, got the rim reads, finishing at the rim, shooting those threes. Defensive dynamo was not like tonight. What's not what's not the like, man? What's not the like? Only thing is, I can see him being expensive because of the the, the type of player that he is. Like, I mean, it's not just that though; it's the fact that he's starting in New Orleans. So it's like, if he comes to the Knicks, he's coming off the bench, and it's like, would he want? Does he want to accept a bench role? Yeah, especially since he's starting in New Orleans right now, and and he is a and he is a starting caliber three D player. He's not. It's not like he's a bench player. He's a, he is a starting caliber. Yeah, player. he is. He definitely is. 
unless you unless you just go crazy with the, the OG term starting lighting up twin towers, <laughs> his arms everywhere, his arms. <laughs> I, I, I like Dante. I like Dante in the starting unit, mm-hmm. but um, you know we are lacking offensive uh, offense, and that's that's bench unit. So it might we don't know that might that might that might be something. I like Herb, and I, I like uh his height. Um, the other trade trade uh targets or rumors that I hear a lot of them they're the same height that we have on the team already. Um, yeah, like the Murray. I thought Murray was taller, so I, I he's not. So I'm mm-hmm. not understanding. It's just like quickly all over again, kind of. But in the starting unit, because he, he's definitely going to be a starter. Yeah, and it's he's the typo because I have. Have this year twice. He's the same size as Grimes, though. And you we seen what happened with with with, with the beef yeah. of Grimes. People talk about everybody shooting over him. Yeah, but he's the same height as Dante. And Dante is is he, he's he's doing okay in the starter lineup. So I mean, yeah. and, and Dejounte Murray is a better defender. <laughs> now I don't know. See, Dejounte, I, I I found the the I I wish I could find it real quick. It's a picture I found on Twitter, and it says uh all. All reputation team or something like that, meaning they only get by by their reputation. Like they play defense for two or three seasons, and now people think them as a defender, but they haven't played defense in a couple of seasons. Up yeah, to par watch, on yeah, that yeah, level. But yeah, but watch how the Hawks play defense. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a huge difference from, from how the Knicks play defense. Yeah, I, I like Deontay Murray. I just don't. I think with him will be a good team. I just don't think it's a a, a true needle mover. And I see RJ's game. In his like like not the same game but the same areas, you get what I'm saying? Uh, he him Brunson and 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 Randall they really work the same area that mid range pull up style thing. I don't want bumper cars again. I do not want. I, I like the flow I, of the offense. I see. I see what I, she's. I see. No, I see what she's saying because they do operate in similar areas, and he does play better with the ball. Like I said earlier, like somebody has to sacrifice if he gets here. Like that's the thing; someone always has to sacrifice. The thing yeah. about Dejounte is, yes, he plays the same areas as as RJ, but he plays them better. Like RJ's mid range game was was very was shaky. Like, and, but he he shoots better from the rear range and the three than RJ does. Um, so it might work out, but you just don't know because he's never, you know, you just don't know because he hasn't been in a situation where he's playing with two guys. Who have so you, there's going to be, there's going to be a transition process. Or, or the pressure too. So now, now you're giving him a, another role. And the fact is he doesn't he want a bigger role or so. That's why he wants really out of Atlanta, you know, yeah. him and. I he wants the ball in his hand more, right? He probably. I don't see. I don't see pressure being an issue. Like he's his his demeanor is. He has the dog demeanor. Yeah, I'm not saying he doesn't, but we don't know what that looks like. You get what I'm saying? Um, he went from the Spurs to Atlanta. Atlanta not really had any expectations. You get what I'm saying? When I mean pressure, I mean like 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 uh playoff wise, you know, content contention and things of that nature. Atlanta really has not been. You know, he came from the Spurs. They they weren't really. Until Demar, was he? When when did he leave? Right after Demar. When did who who leave? Uh, did John say Murray leave the Spurs? Yeah, like after Demar, he left uh two seasons ago. Yeah, so, yeah. Demar been going for about five, right? 
So the, that's what I'm saying. When when he, when he came into his prime on his own team on Spurs, there was no you. It's a different. How can I say? As a player, you, when you got no expectations, you play more freely. You get what I'm saying? I don't know what he looks like in the the garden type 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 vibe. Now I know what you're saying. I know yeah. what you're saying. You're saying you don't know how he feels out the pressure. I'm saying from what I've seen and his demeanor and the way he approaches things, like he fits he fits that New York attitude where. Like I saw a clip of him talking about how when um people see, talk yeah. about you saw the clip. I know people I saw going. the clip. I also see, you know what clips I see a lot of too? Oh. Kyle Kuzma. Right. When you listen to his clips, he sounds like the perfect player, doesn't he? No, but listen, wait, let me, let me finish, <laughs> let me, he play like that. Let me finish the clip so people know what I'm talking about. Because you might not you might no, know. I know, clip, I'm but, just messing with you. Yeah, yeah. Facts. Kyle, but, Kyle, Kyle Kuzma. But her, hold on, like hold on, hold on. Team player. Hold on, hold on. The clip I'm talking about is just for the people who haven't seen it, because you might have seen it, but nobody else mm. watching seen it, because not just us. Yeah. There's a clip going around about the John T. Murray. With John Mary and people are asking him to go out. He's like, yo, why don't you go out and drink and party with us? And da, da, da. And he's like, nah, I'm, you know, I'm I'm watching basketball. I'm watching every game. I'm studying the games. I'm about the game. He, he's about the game, the game, the game, the game, the game. I, I feel like that type of personality is kind of what we bred in NY. So that's why as as, as far as a guy who's gonna have the work ethic. And who fits in with the culture here? I actually feel like he would fit in with like the work ethic and the culture here. Uh, the ball, the ball sharing though, like is going to be that's always going to be an enigma. Like you're just not going to know it until it happens whether they can share the ball or not. Yeah, and just to, just to say something right quick, the reason why I'm willing to give it a chance is because of the type of defender he is. Because People are saying that he can't defend, whatever the case may be. But if you watch Atlanta's, Atlanta Hawks team defense, it's trash, honestly. And there's only so much a player can do if your team defense is trash. And that's Atlanta right there. Nick's team defense is not trash. Dante is a good is a guy that can play passing lanes and get steals. DeJounte Murray leads the league in deflections. So he's basically that type of defender. He defends better than Dante. So it's like even if there's even if you have to try to figure out how the offense is gonna run, mm -hmm. you know the defense is gonna be set. So it's like whatever. So it's like it's so it's like the defense is gonna offset whatever learning they have to do on the offensive side of the ball to to try to see like you know who's gonna sacrifice where, how it's gonna work out, and things of that nature. That's why I think it could work out. And yeah, uh, yeah. I saw. And, and, and my and my thing is this too, like. When, it, when you're talking about trying to get a team to the next level, whatever the case may be, I think it's pretty clear that with the way Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle are playing this season, the Knicks probably don't need a lot of help to really get them to the next level. So, yeah, DeJounte Murray might not be the quote-unquote, you know, star player, whatever the case may be. But if you, but if, if you, if, but if, if the belief is, okay, you need something marginal, Mm -hmm. To get to get the play to get the Knicks over the top, the Jonte Murray is beyond marginal. So it's like if you're if so if you're already of, of the belief that this team is close, I think he's the type of player that can bring the team over the top because he fills a lot of areas that the Knicks need, especially with that second unit where, like I said, they can stagger minutes. The yeah. Jonte Murray don't have to be out there with that first unit, the full minutes or whatever the case may be. Maybe Dips can take him out. Put Dante in there, have Dante play with the first unit for the rest of the first quarter, second quarter starts. You put the Jonte Murray back out there with the second unit, have a run with them, and you can just stagger the minutes. So yeah. I mean I'm staggered the I, I, I understand, like I, I get the positive and the negatives for it, 
but I don't know. For me, it's like I don't know. For me, it's a no-brainer. But you know what soured me? I spoke to a lot of the Hawk fans, and it wasn't the 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 Hawk fans that bashed their team. It wasn't the Hawk the Hawk fans that you know overly uh dramatic about it. It was real basketball conversation. And one of the the my fears with the Murray thing is his height. And they said he does not guard the shooting guards very well. He's better at guarding the point guards. Yeah. The shooting guards, he's not good at that. But that's who he's going to be guarding because he's going to be next to Brunson. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah. so like I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's that's what that's what I'm saying with, with that point. Yes, he may play defense, and he plays defense just like Dante. Dante doesn't play disciplined defense. He plays the passing lanes. Is him? Remember, there was a difference between I pointed out difference between Dante and Grimes' defense. Grimes plays more positional defense. That's why I looked like he was playing defense because people kept shooting over him, but he was there. You get what I'm saying? Dante takes a lot of risk where he's looking to get in the passing lane. That's how he plays defense. That's how he impacts the, yeah. the defense. He's but looking to push and things of that nature. And that's what Dante I mean. That's what Murray. That's how Murray plays defense also. Yeah. So. That's that's my thing. I, I again, I like Murray. I just don't. I don't. I, I get with the fit with defense and things of that nature. And he's shooting the three better, but he's not. He's not. That's not his natural. He's not a natural catch and shoot player, is he? And and that seems that that uh, what does well next to Brunson and Randall. You know what? I you know what I said this actually last game, the last post game. Pretty much what what Ryan G said. I, I thought about it too. Cause I was like. My my concern was defense as well, but I was like, wait a minute. If this guy was the defensive player of the year last year because he played passing lanes, and we already have a guy who plays passing lanes here, but he's doing it to probably the same level or better, then defensively it should work because defensively it's working now. Because like you said, Grimes to me is still the better point of attack defender than Dante. Like that's just that's just fact. But Dante is a better uh he's a better help defender he's a better help defender he's a better uh what's the team defender so i so if we have another guy who's a team defender here um and not that good of a and he, I, I still feel like we'll be in a good i feel like we'll just i feel like it i feel like worst case scenario defensively it'll be neutral uh, uh it'll be neutral and then when you look at the offense um Maybe you might lose some catching shooting stuff, but he's still catching shooting pretty decently. So, but maybe you make up for it with the playmaking, the extra playmaking he gives you. So, that's the way I'm thinking about it. Right, I'm thinking about it as defensively. I feel like it might be neutral. Offensively, um, there's like there's a is a is a sway. Like it could maybe not work for a while in the first unit, and they find our way. It could. Call completely flat because people are trying to get you know share the ball too much. Uh, bare minimum, I know it'll help out the second unit because he'll be he'll most likely be leading the second unit. So I know we'll have something in that regard. But like I don't know, like there's 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 ways to look at it where I feel like it could work out for us. But I'm not as worried as the, about the defense as I was a week ago. No, that's because OG. And that's another thing uh, we talk about the defense and team that, that we just good defensive juggernaut, but. Before OG, we was the bottom of the league. So, God, you know, mm. we don't want to think about that. I ain't even going to mention it. I don't want to talk about it no more. Never mind. All right. <laughs> all right. But <laughs> that's it. All right. Well, Herb, Herb Jones, so, uh, excuse the typo, but he's he's uh, four years on his contract, which is this is why I think this is going to be, if we do trade for Herb Jones, it might be expensive because 
what tends to happen for these type of players, um, those three and D small force type of archetypes, those type of players tend to be kind of expensive, especially if they're in cheap contacts for long periods of time. He just signed the contract. He has four years left on it. 12 million, 12 million, 13 million, 14 million. So I can definitely, I mean, so maybe we look like, I'm not sure if they're going to be trading this season or next season, but I can, I can see it costing us something. I can definitely see it's costing us something like it might cost two picks. I don't know, but then it's going to be salary filler. And then like, who do we have? That's even this salary for them to make it for make it worthwhile for them. It might have to be, do we have a salary that can match that? Like the only person I can think of off what we got, Hartenstein and Mitch, I don't know if we're going to move any Dante. of those guys. Um, Dante matched that and Nick saying, and it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be smart to move Dante for her. Yeah, that would, wouldn't be smart to move Dante for her, exactly. Like, I'm not sure what contracts would actually match that off the top of my, off the top of my head. I, honestly, guys, I'm cool with anything that that's just uh, Evan and some picks. Like that. That's yeah. that's it. I, Evan. Um, Evan's yeah. Evan is eighteen million. So he... and some pick. Now I'm not talking about with her. Like um, that's why people told mention Brogdon at first. But again, they go that Nick tax. At first, it was just they wanted expiring contract and uh some picks because it's the Knicks now. They want they, we we hearing expiring contract and Grimes and some picks. Not for for Brogdon. Right. Like, where do they get off asking for yeah. no? No, no, no. First of all, Mr. Lego man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I agree with Ebony on that. If the Knicks can pull off something where it's just Fournier and maybe you give up a pick and you bring in a player where you're able to keep Grimes and bring in somebody on the bench that can actually score the rock and create, I think that would be best case scenario for the Knicks if they, if they can pull off something like that. Right. Yeah, because I don't feel like there's anybody that matches. Only people who really match this contract in this neighborhood is is Hartenstein and Mitch. It's the yeah. only people. And I feel like for them, for this team in particular, whatever contract they want, they're probably going they're trying to they're trying to offload. They try not to meet the reach tax. So they're probably going to want an expiring contract. So that might be Hartenstein, but I wouldn't I wouldn't trade Hartenstein right now. Like that's crazy to me. You know what I mean? So I, I don't. I, I'm not sure if we have the, the horses to get a Herb Jones, even if he was available uh, because of that. I'm 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 cool with whatever trade get Evan off the team and some and nobody else. Like like what just like what Randu said. Enough with the trades. <laughs> but but <laughs> I, I don't think he meant Evan. Right. <laughs> Evan could he need to play. Right. We can't have him rotting on the bench. Right. But yeah, another power forward. I see you in the chat talking. We talked about this earlier before. Tari Eason, uh, raw guy for sure. Raw has been talking about Kyrie Eason ever since he came since he came into the league. Uh, high motor guy, defensive guy, 46 from the, 46% from the field, 36% from three. Uh, yeah, rebounding machine, 6'8". Definitely, yeah, I can see that. I can, I can see this, yo. The Rockets, and I, I mentioned the Rockets in particular because... If the Knicks are trying to move Grimes, the teams that were interested in Grimes were the Hawks, the Rockets, the Grizzlies, and I'm missing a team. It was Jazz and the Jazz. Yeah, Jazz, yeah. And the Jazz. The Jazz, the Jazz are playing games. (laughs) 
cross them off the list. The Grizzlies, they don't really have. I feel like I feel like our players are not aligned. I know we talked about this before, um, where they had Marcus Smart, and I felt like Marcus Smart is good backup point guard, but he's not a guy who makes plays. That's the reason why he got traded to the Grizzlies because he doesn't make plays. So now that we need a playmaker, it doesn't make sense to me to trade the guy who doesn't is not a playmaker. So I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't talk about that. Brandon, I know Brandon Clark was mentioned, but he has like an A, well, he has like an ACL tear or something. Yeah, like he's yeah. So Tari Eason, to me, if the Knicks want to go this route and they actually want to give up Grimes, might make sense for both teams. Yeah. They, 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 but I think, yeah, he's doing well over there in Houston, though. I don't see, I don't know if they would part with him. Yeah, I don't know if they would part with him either. Um, sure, but anything's possible. I tell y'all, after OG trade, anything possible, yeah. <laughs> and Grimes is from Houston, <laughs> yes, he is. is Played true, there, no, mm-hmm. played his college ball there, University of Houston. University yeah. of Houston, and uh, and I mean with this recent trade, Knicks with Mayor OG, it seems like Knicks are in the habit of sending players back to their hometown. <laughs> exactly, yeah. like that's their thing. It's like, but hey, you don't like us, we'll do you a favor. That could kind of help out with the with you know free agency and things of that nature. Even when they trade you, they try to trade you into a better situation, even mm-hmm. if they have even if they have to do it within the division. So exactly. Um, you know how people say it's bad practice that we didn't tell IQ and them. You know we just surprised them with the trade, but they they tried to to, to help them out. Yeah, they, after after the Knicks, you gave IQ a bigger role. You give RJ more freedom and a bigger role also, and he gets to go home. Yeah. So um, they've done. Yeah, they've done right. And the Tari's and Obi, they gave him a pass first point guard. Mm-hmm. Did it all? Yeah, and now and now and now the Pacers are looking to trade Obi. Happens <laughs> full. <laughs> And I don't, I don't get it. Like I, I looked up his stats, and people's like, because he went to the bench, but he's literally pre- performing the same way on the bench that he did, like the same production. It was a, I saw a graphic. My phone just died, so I can't even. Yeah, hold, send hold it, on. Yeah. We're putting into an OB. We, we, we finish. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Cause we all over the place. We all over the place. <laughs> cause we do. Cause I do still want to do. Okay, well, thirty nine percent corner three. Uh, 71st percentile long mid, but I just want to get before we get to OB. I just wanted to get to the contract before we get to the. I'm sorry, I mean, the oh, there we go. Contract, so yeah, he's pretty much Grimes. He's right there. It's, it's Grimes' contract, like, yeah, if they really want Grimes, and there's like, like, you know what, we want a different prototype player, we want that 3D guy that's been elusive, and we want an energy guy, we want a power for it. You, we both kind of get young guys who are growing into their own. It's, it's kind of, I feel like it's kind of fair for both teams. But I don't know if Tari, I don't know what the situation is if they want to get rid of Tari, but if they want Grimes, this is, it makes sense. Like to me, this, this I feel like this makes sense. Like I know we don't want Bruce, I know this is people who want Bruce Brown. Some people do, some people don't. Um, I feel like this is the type of thing that might happen if we get Bruce Brown. Like I feel like that's what my, that's what might happen. If we get Josh Hart too, then I feel like Tari might come. <laughs> I like him. But I like I, him. I like I like his game. So what for what I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
yeah, he's a, he's a solid player. Got you, got you. But yeah, you can talk about your, my bad. I you can talk about your Bulls Oh no, now. I was just saying that Obi, you know, he's shooting well. Wasn't he leading league in uh I think it was percentage from three or something from field goal, something like that. He was he was up there. So I don't I don't know. It just gotta be the defense part, probably. Yeah, yeah, gotta be. I think I think Pace is kind of. I think once they made that trade for Siakam, I think they kind of like went in the other direction where they're like, all right, you know, we can score the rock, but we need to get some defense in here as well. Yeah. So I think that's what I think that's why they're they're putting up um Obi and Buddy healed up for for trade because Trey, those guys yep. no defense whatsoever. So so question, would you bring Obi home? <laughs> the question will would Tibbs let Obi come home? Will Tibbs yeah. let Obi go? <laughs> true that. Yeah, true that. <laughs> Now that we know the grass is greener, we need a power forward. He's shooting 58% from the field, 40% from three, 11 points a game. Would you bring Obi home? I, did, I didn't want Obi to leave home. Uh, <laughs> I thought, I thought um, we didn't help that young man at all. Um, I never seen him really do any pick and rolls and running and any of the, the those things of that nature to play towards his strength. Um, you know when he did play towards his strength with his speed and agility, we we killed them for not rebounding. But he can't rebound if he leaking. You know that's 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 what happens. Um, he was faster than all the bigs. He's not gonna out. You know he's not stronger than them. So he has to use his speed. That's what he he passed over the, the other bigs. Right. Um, I, I really thought, and again I mentioned that he is a. Uh, a late bloomer, even in, in, in college and things of that nature, it's taking him a little minute to figure things out. You know, high school, he had to do extra steps. You know, you, you get when you have the college uh, showcases kind of things like that, when you're not getting all the looks that you want. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he he went to a couple of those, too. So he's always every step has taken him a little minute to figure it out. And I kind of figure he'll he'll get it. Um, his his form is not bad at all. Like if you ever looked at him shoot, he has a very very nice form. Um, so yeah, I'm not surprised. I just wish we would have gave him a chance, chance for real, for real, not a ten minute window. Yeah, it's just impossible to Randall here for him to get more than ten minutes. I, honestly, I feel like oh, we shouldn't even come back. To be honest with you. Yeah, to be real about it, but I mean, if they were to go that route. All it I would have to say is if Obi is playing in the lineup, just leave OG out there. He'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's facts, though. The eraser. OG's back to 42 minutes a game. <laughs> For all the trade, Mitch folks, imagine two erasers, though. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Oh, I can't wait till Mitch gets back. But yeah. Right. I can't wait to see what that looks like. Yeah. Shout out to Fritz. Says Obi can't come back to the summer, but he's welcome back. Yeah, yeah, I I can't. Yeah, Ob for your own sake, don't come back. And he, you know, I got the extra special, you know, connection with Ob. He from my hood, so yeah, I rather Ob. I would love for him to come back. I rather <laughs> Ob come back when he gets some more run. Like if if you out, because we already know we have an all star power forward here, so there's gonna be no chance. Like the only way he's gonna get more run is if he gets at least gets behind the media a mediocre power forward. You know what I'm saying? And then, <laughs> like, I'd rather him try to come back in a later situation when he's developed his game more. 
and then he won't and, be and the fact yeah. that we chose to to pick up the pace when we when he gets traded is is you know crazy too exactly <laughs> which trying to run more in transition and didn't do it when we had whatever yes yeah, yeah. no no need crying over spillman i hear Tibbs you be tibbing Tibby Tibbing. but yeah shot but so far i feel like tara easton might be the most realistic person we talked about so far possibly i don't know that's that's the that's the thing i'm thinking i mean pj washington i'm i'm not sure but i heard I heard Daniel Gafford too, but he's more of a center. But his name keeps coming. Yeah, in, uh, rumors too. Yeah, I heard it too. It's funny. I haven't heard it from the big dog. I haven't heard it from Ian, but I've heard it from. What did I hear it from? I felt like I heard it from what Bleacher Report? Maybe I think it was Bleacher Report. Yeah, but as long as Ian doesn't say it, thank God. That means, <laughs> that means they ain't much around it. <laughs> so as long as Ian don't say it, thank God. <laughs> I, I heard Ian mention one name before. Oh, boy. boy. I knew it. <laughs> I mean, I haven't heard him mention it recently. I haven't heard, I haven't heard him mention it in recent reports. But I've heard Bojan's name mentioned before. Like it's mixed. probably because he hasn't been playing much defense, so they probably said that ain't what they <laughs> want. Yeah, I, I think I think Thibs will have fits with him defensively. <laughs> That's probably what it is. They I said, "Oh no!" I'm on, oh, I'm no. gonna can I be Lee for a second? Because if Lee was here, he'd be like, he would win us a championship. You see the shooting. He shoots 46% from the field and 41% from three. That's a chip. That's what Lee would say. I, I got a, I got yes. a hot take with, with, about that too. And about but it, it relates to the, the shooters. The person the team that plays the most defense is going to win the championship. That's just it. Everybody in the league can score. Everybody can score in this league right now. You see everybody shooting. Anybody and everybody can shoot. But everybody can't play defense. So the first team to actually lock up. And the other team can't lock up wins because that's what that's that's the way the league is set up. It's set up for pure offense right now. Yeah. So that the team the, the teams that play defense are the ones that give and can score are, are going you know give give the league, uh, which is why you see Miami tons of time. Like how do they get to the Eastern? Con- how how did they get because they play defense? They they make it ugly for other teams, and the other teams can't make it ugly for them. I hear you. You know what though? The 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 Denver Nugget, because I heard a conversation about offense versus defense and the way the NBA is trending. Points per game are going they're going up every year. They're going up in year. And the way offenses are being run now, where people will be able to hit like step back threes off the dribble and create so much space, it's getting harder and harder to defend. So there's not a lot of teams who really defend at a high level. The Denver Nuggets were a middle-of-the-road defensive team, and they won a championship. But what they were able to do was to defend when they needed to. <laughs> so you still yeah. have to have that in you. So, I, But like, I feel like I think the Nuggets might have been the first team to win a chip where there wasn't like a top-10 defensive team. They didn't. They didn't need the top ten because, like, uh, you know, remember how I always talk about Drew Holiday being such a, a like Milwaukee can't really 
um, take get that back what he he brung to the team. He brung so much more mm -hmm. than just defense. You know, he can guard one through four. That's hard to replace somebody who can guard one through four positions. What Denver did was they got three of those people that could guard like that. Right. So they that allowed Jokic and Murray to be Jokic and Murray, focus on the things that they're good at, which is scoring the basket. And Mike Porter Jr. also, you score, you help us. And then when I get my my open shots, I'm going to make it count. But I'm here to make it ugly for the other to for the for the stars so I can take some of the pressure off of my um my all-stars, my my superstars of the team or whatever. So right. I, I see exactly why why uh Denver won and what they did was they they kind of what we did doing right now they they went away from their draft picks and their youth and and got journeymen the role players that fit well that they fit and plugged up major ho holes that they had as a team so that the OG trade definitely reminds me of the Denver type of trade where they just made a a, a trade to plug up the holes for somebody to do the dirty work mm -hmm. or, or guard the, the best players on the team. So, so you take that pressure off of your, off your superstars. Yeah. Yeah. We're kind of doing a similar thing. Yeah. Definitely kind so of doing that's a what similar thing. I, I, I have an argue. I have this debate a lot on, on Twitter, but um, I always say defense was champion, especially today because nobody really guards. And with the, the referees uh, uh, blowing the whistle so inconsistent, you don't know whether to, you know, be physical or not. You can't play defense. And not bump somebody once. That's the goal. Is that you call a foul of it excessive? Yeah. So um, I I don't I don't think uh, Tibbs would uh, appreciate bogeys. <laughs> I don't think so either. I always feel like he's a tall Evan Fournier. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I I like I never really took it. I I took this serious as serious as they took the Terry Rozier stuff. But, like, yeah, I don't, I don't think there was years like guy who play offense but not good at defense. So I, f I felt like we were never going to take them that seriously. Yeah. And I know we got all the faith in OG, y'all. I know we got yeah. all the faith in OG, but he can't, he can't cover for everybody. You, you're going to add more offense and less defense, and it's more people for him to have to help out and cover. Yeah, what was you about to say, Ryan? No, I was just saying that you know Detroit. Not a lot of games come on TV. For them and you know I have NBA league pass so I might catch a Detroit game once in a blue moon if there's absolutely nothing to watch on TV because I don't know why I would want to watch Detroit Pistons to begin with because they're trash but the games I've watched Detroit Pistons play both yeah Bogdanovic can light it up but if he's giving you but if he's scoring 20 he's giving up 24 25. No, for sure for sure because this one game I watched against the Milwaukee Bucks it was on TV and this dude was cooking him on offense. But at the same time, Bobby Portis was cooking him on defense. I was telling Lee the same thing. I was telling Lee the same thing. Shout out to Lee. He, he's sick right now, so I know he wanted to be here. But I had Lee. I had the same argument with Lee. I was like, yo, I know this guy is a great three-point shooter. But Tibbs will have a field that, like, he can't guard a pine cone, dog. Like, he is. Like, I remember he was giving us work the same way, same way around. He was giving us work. But we was we was targeting him every pick and roll. He's like, "Where's Bog? Where's he? Where's Bogey? Oh, switch that <laughs> barbecue chicken every single time, every single time. Like it is not sustainable, man. It's not sustainable. And I don't know what the I don't know what the Detroit asking price is. I feel like what is it? Is it like two two first or something? I know he's probably only worth one, especially he's a what expiring contract pretty much. 
He's a bench player. He's a high scoring bench player, but he's Evan Fournier. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a higher he's a higher version of Evan Fournier. And he got a team option too. Team option. Yeah, for two first, they can keep that. I'm good. Yeah, two first. Yeah, yeah, you can, they can keep that. Yeah. On 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 both. Yeah. Yeah. The and he's like 38. The delusional. <laughs> delusional. Yeah. The most he'll okay. get is one, and they'll have to trade him this year or next year. Otherwise, they'll get nothing pretty much. So we'll see. Give you. Fournier in a second. Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. <laughs> Obviously, Fournier's contract matches up, but I don't. I don't even see the, the point. <laughs> Give you Fournier and some pick a second round pick at that. Yeah, all I no. all I can really see is t- if for power forwards really is Tari Eason and like maybe PJ Tucker, which is like a buyout candidate if the Clippers want to. You know, if the Clippers don't want to, don't if the Clippers want to cut him. I know the Clippers are scared that he'll go to the Denver Nuggets. I, I read that. I read that they're scared of cutting him because they might go to the Denver Nuggets. And they don't want to supply him with ammo. But what happened to the NBA and yeah, their they, practices? What's going yeah, on? They playing yeah. with people's careers. Crazy. You don't want to cut him for another. Come on, come on. Yeah, but they don't want to. They don't want to play him, but they don't want to cut him. Like it's it's kind of crazy. And he's wow. kind of he's been having a down year. He hasn't been shooting well from three. I think it's like thirty one percent from three this year. And he probably still give you some defense, but that three and D might just be D pause. Just, just, <laughs> yeah, you gotta pause on that one definitely. I I I, I, I already knew how that sounded. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I know Golden State is going through turmoil. You know, they just lost their coach. Um. I know they were looking to move people too. Mm-hmm. Um, was it Kaminga? Uh, up and down and frustrated with his role. That's another rookie contract. He's like a power forward too. Yeah. Yeah. So probably, yeah, probably be expensive though. So I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna just go Tari Eason. I'll say Herb. If if for some reason something goes wrong, where we can't sign Hartenstein. Then I can see Herb in the offseason, maybe, if mm-hmm. anything. Uh, but like a sign in trade, but then no, but they wouldn't do that because they would want to, they'd be trying to get rid of salary. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I, I'm trying to find a way here. I'm trying to find a way. Look, everybody can have Fournier. They can have Fournier. Everybody can have Fournier. That's my version of a tra- this trade right now. When I'm thinking of the trade, that's what I think. I think. Fournier may be attached a pick to get him, and, and anything else would be off season. Right. Off season, um, yeah, right. I, I, I or, think they they make a minor move right now, or they might. I don't want to. I know that. I know. I know you want to hear this, Ebony. They might if the Knicks decide to do something crazy and move Mitch, which I don't think they'll do, because I don't feel like they would, based on reports, but the contracts match up. And there's more years on the deal. So a team might be interested in having a team might be interested in having Herb's contract. If they want to actually, if if you decide to flip Herb for like a star Mm -hmm. later on, because it's so low, it's like 12 years, like four years of under 15 million a year and you're starting caliber uh, three and D wing, like that contract for three D wing. 
is freaking phenomenal. That's <laughs> the that's the Leon Rose contract right there. That's that's a, what he liked to do, you know, yeah. around that range. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. By any crazy reason why they, they would decide to do that, then this would be the type of player to do it for if they decide to do something crazy like that. Um, he popular. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I feel like how many how many years is left on Mitch's contract? Probably the only reason I it still don't make sense. Uh, don't be I, why are you asking about Mitch contract? Look, look what you asking about <laughs> Yeah. Definitely two first for this, for sure. Yeah, I agree with you, Fritz. Definitely two picks for this for him, for sure. Mm-hmm. The contract is too good. <laughs> I would do it. Yeah. This is a move, like, after we get the star, maybe we'll try to get him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but whatever. I'm buckling up. Yeah. I buckled up. Yeah. Me and my my, my uh, binoculars, we always watch it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The, well, this is our this this was our power forward. This is, the power forward list isn't as strong as the point guard list. Because everybody, everybody was just a no. <laughs> Or, or the ones we want is a yeah. uh, we can't. It's like the contracts isn't really contracting. Bojan don't play defense. Herb is great, but the contracts is weird. So it's like Tari Herb. Mm. Obi ain't happening. Obi ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> the power the pack of power forward prop is 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 struggling. I'm not gonna hold you. Yeah. Stick to the playmaker off the bench, Leon. Stick to the playmaker off the bench. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yeah, we we, we we wrap this up. This is this show's been a long one. Jeez, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we can get to, let's get to the let's get to it, man. This part of the show is called the bro picks. The bro picks you already know is the worst. Is the usually the worst plays of the game. It doesn't even have to be a Knicks game. It could be any game, and it doesn't even have to be. And you know what, too? It doesn't have to just be the worst place of a game. It could just be something stupid, something dumb, something idiotic that happened in the world that you just want to point out because it was annoying you and it was stupid and dumb. And Ebony begged me to go first. Begged me. Because she already knew where she was going and she didn't want nobody else taking this bruh pick from her because she wanted to shoot first. All right. <laughs> Facts. My bro pick gotta go to sorry, sorry. Love a love as a player. Uh but uh it gotta go to Candace Parker. Uh mm. def, def, mm. definitely definitely definitely. Mm. And um mm. Google is free. Mm. You just go Jalen Brunson stats, right? And all of them pop up. Oh. Uh, so I don't understand why they keep talking stuff that's not true. So what, what, what um, she say? What she say? What did she say? Oh, she said that uh, Jalen Brunson didn't have a good second second round. Then he averaged 30, 30 points. Was it about thirty points for that for that round against the Heat? Right, thirty one points something. Oh, that sounds pretty good to me. Uh, <laughs> that yes. sounds pretty pretty good to me. Um, I don't even want to say the team name because I said I wouldn't pay them no mind during the the the, the summer. But the team she plays on, her and her coach. Need to keep New York name out their mouth, okay? Stay over there in Vegas and do what y'all do in Vegas. Or if you're going to talk about us, at least watch the games. That's what I, I have to say. If you're going to, uh, we were cool. Nick fans are so cool with you talking about us. 
But if you're going to say something, let it be true or or at least close to the truth. Yeah. <laughs> they be way off. They way off. Um. So, yeah, that, that's 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 definitely. And it don't have anything to, to, to do about her being a woman that she was way off. For all the people, oh, they only the Nick fans only get that. Nope, Nick fans got smoke for everybody. Don't matter who you are, from old people to kids. If they say something crazy, it don't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Okay. It does not matter. So again, ESPN, TNT, whoever it is, if you're gonna cover us, cover us, because we we watch our team, so we know we hear it. Maybe the other fans don't, but we know that y'all not watching these games. So if you're not watching my team, I, I'm assuming you're not watching other teams either. Why would I listen to your your analysts? Um, that's all I have to say. So her and Becky, uh, birds of a feather, I guess. Um, <laughs> and, and, and um, yeah, Bruh. way off, way off. And, and for somebody that I respect so much, way, way off. Uh, I got one more bro pick though, yeah, yeah, too, and then, then yeah, I'll pass yeah. it off. Yeah, I gotta give my yeah. my bro pick to Jock Vaughn for his best Tib impression. Thank you for taking Cam Thomas out the game and not putting him back in. I appreciate you. <laughs> um, first team all defense. Yes, you are. <laughs> so yeah, that that's it. He got my bro pick. Why wasn't Cam Thomas out there? That's it. Yeah, but I'm glad he wasn't. Appreciate you. Bruh. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm so. I'm so glad we have a woman on the team that can shoot at another woman, so they can't. They can't point at us and say that we did it. The woman shot at you. Like, we support you though, because I, I, I love Candace, the, the the player, and normally that you know, as an analyst, she's pretty cool too. Well, I thought she was from what I see, but if she's speaking about my team like that, who knows who, who else team she just winging it with? Uh, I can't if, if you did. It, if you didn't know, they should have deflected or something. Ask Shaq, made a joke, something, but not that. We all got Google. We everybody has. Google. I don't understand. Like not not only did, not only was Jalen Brunson not the reason. Like he torched Miami. Like he didn't. He didn't score thirty. He scored thirty efficiently. <laughs> like where nobody could stop him. Where the the defense was was. Was focused on him, and he still ended up averaging thirty on high. First game, forty-seven percent from the field. Second game, fifty-two percent from the field. Third game, thirty-five percent. But fourth game, forty-seven percent. Fifth game, fifty-four percent. Closeout game, sixty-three percent from the field. Average. So you're averaging thirty points a game, and I'm not a mathematician, but if I put all of those numbers together. It would average more than 50%. So you're telling me this man averaged 30 points a game, shooting over 50% from the field, and he struggled? Bruh. Like, if you watch the game for real, for real, you, you, would, you would know Brunson is the true 1A when the, when the defenses are planning to stop you, and they can't. <laughs> yes. Sound one A to me, one A ish to me. Yeah, definitely one A. It wasn't Bunsen. It was everybody else was the problem. Everybody <laughs> else was the problem. Exactly. <laughs> Randall. Hart. Grimes. Everybody. Everybody but Brunson was the problem. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
Exactly. <laughs> and, the, and, and the Knicks played great defense that series, too. They just couldn't score the ball. Besides Brunson, nobody else could score. That was the issue. That was, that was, you know, that was another narrative that pissed me off that people were going with in the Knicks Twitter, where there was like, the Knicks point three point defense was so bad versus Miami Heat. I don't understand tips and da 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 da. But the Knicks played the Heat like the Knicks shot the wor- the Heat shot the worst versus the Knicks in like the entire playoffs. Without me, with the exception of maybe the Nuggets, but we held them to like thirty something percent from three, like below their average. And people were complaining about our three point defense. Like I didn't understand. I didn't get it. I think it's because it was who was hitting the threes. That's that's what it is. It just felt worse than, than it was because it would be getting eyed up by Caleb Martin. So <laughs> it's like, I, I, but he was lighting up everybody in the playoffs. That's the yeah, thing, though. Yeah, they had yeah, tiny they threes, maybe. Care. But like, you look at the stat sheet 30% from three. They lit us up. Why is I don't understand how everybody lit. I don't understand how everybody ran with that narrative and they all looking at the same stats that I'm looking at. And people ran with it for like months. Like that, that I don't understand it, bro. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say, you see how simple that was, Jay. You see how you got all his stats, you got all of them like that. Point two seconds. Why she couldn't do that? Why she? Why couldn't Miss Parker do that? I don't know. I don't know. They didn't have the right interns. I need. In, I need interns. That's no. You see, I had, I had the stats so there. I had the wrong dates on one of. The, that's how tired I was making. <laughs> yeah, she go out there. She deserved oh, that, bro. Man. She deserved everybody that's in her mentions today. She that's deserved that. <laughs> any, any more broad picks, Ryan G? Hey, I do got one broad pick. Um, if my broad pick is gonna go to the Milwaukee Bucks, because oh yeah, oh yeah, you you fire Adrian Griffin. He was doing pretty good with the team you had, thirty and thirteen. But I understand defensively were poor. I mean, but it's not his fault that. The Bucks trade away Drew Holiday, which was their defensive anchor on the perimeter, and replace it with Damian Lillard, where Damian Lillard can score the rock, but he's not as good defensively. So you fire Adrian Griffin, and then you replace him that same day with Doc Rivers, who was supposedly advising Griffin throughout the season. Mm. Mm. Sounding real mm. Steve Harvey-ish. <laughs> Bruh. Smile in your face. Oh, I want to take your place. The backstabbers. Shout out to my dad. I used to sing that. That <laughs> was the song. I used to sing. smile in your face. I used to sing oh, that in Mom, school. Oh, I want to take your place. The backstabbers. Backstabbers. That's before my time. <laughs> yeah, the teacher's looking at you like, how you know that song? <laughs> my dad used to sing it all the time, yo. <laughs> yo, that is wild, yo. They hired your replacement. You gotta watch companies, dog. You gotta know, you be in the training your replacement, dog. Like, you gotta watch these companies. I don't trust them. That was some slick stuff. But, it, it's it, and it's crazy though. I think we mentioned like why, why we were talking about in the chat. Why, why you you give this man not even a half year, it's half this halfway point, more a little bit more than a halfway point right now, right? So he's a rookie coach with a new roster. A new roster that you got rid of your defensive presence, really. You know, uh, Grayson Allen was a person that guarded on the wing that helped out. And then they got rid of Drew, who guarded everybody, basically, you know. Um, the OG type of play on defense, you see Drew, he can guard one or two people in a possession by mm-hmm, himself. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then you get a rookie coach and you have a player like Giannis who you need a certain team around him because he's limited offensively. Like he really, he really is. Um, I know people, people, but again, it's, it's the defense, like we was mentioning, you're not allowed to play. As soon as you blow and pause on Giannis, they're blowing the whistle. <laughs> they're blowing the whistle. Nah, you're so. right. That's a fact. That's a fact. It's, 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 you know, um, it, it, it seems like it was the players. I, I feel like the players were kind of throwing like a little mini mutiny. And I I feel like the last straw might have been the Cavs. Then the Cavs smacked them by like 100. Like yeah, a week ago. Like, they smacked them by like 30. <laughs> yeah. I feel, I feel like the and the Cavs, I feel like, aren't the Cavs like shorthanded? Now the Cavs on a little roll right now. Yeah, they're on yeah. a roll. It's funny because they're on a roll, but they they're on like the fake. Mobley's back yet. I'm not even sure. That's what I'm saying. So I feel like I feel like they got smacked by the Cavs and they don't have they're not full strength. And they're looking at this like, oh, this is supposed to be the team that's supposed to have championship aspirations. The players are complaining about the defense. We get smacked by the Cavs. Like we gotta change directory right now. Like it feels like they're winning. It feels like they're winning, but they lost the team. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, I feel like they lost in the energy, uh, the karma department. I feel like that's what we, we're finding out right now. Um, but the way they fired Boonholzer, like that, mm-hmm. that was crazy. Um, yeah, uh, this this is to me this this is karma. Um, I, I'm not, and I I said it before. I'm not really wor- not worried. I'm not scared of Milwaukee um, because I don't think they can defend. That's why I was so surprised we had such a you know hard time. Not hard time, but we didn't put up better uh, performances against them in the, when we played earlier. Right. Until that, 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 uh, the, Christmas, the last yeah. game we played. Yeah. Around Christmas. Nah, I hear you. I definitely hear you. But yeah, bruh, you're brought to the, brought to those guys. Yes, definitely. Oh, and the Bucks and Cleveland play again. Well, tomorrow, today, whatever, which you want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. Bruh. We'll see what's going <laughs> on. All right. All right. You got all that out the way. Got all that yep, out the feel way. Better. Went through the power forwards list. Power forward list was in the schools of point guards. Point guard was way more. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, um, you forgot your bro pit. My bro pit? Oh yeah, you did it earlier. You did it earlier. You did. Oh, oh my, wow. oh my little bro pick. I mean, I guess my bro pick really was Royce O'Neal, man. Royce O'Neal, man. I don't understand. How are you a Nets team? What are you like? Seven and thirty-nine or something. Y'all have y'all won ten games yet? I don't know. But y'all getting smacked around every night on a, on a nightly basis. You, you get an MVP chance in your own building. I don't understand how you were so arrogant to score a bucket. Our our, our guy Achua, who's like thirty pounds, let's be honest, falls to the floor, and you have the, the nerve to do the little two little sign, the two little. Bruh, why are you holding that up? That's why you holding that. I dare, I dare you to do that, Julius Randle. I dare you. I dare you to two little Julius Randle and see where you end up. You might end up through the floorboards. Like, come on, come on, son. Like, you, you, you. what's what's you? You not that guy. Yeah, you, you, what does he say? You're not him. You, you not him. Is that what Scotty said? You not that guy. You not, not him. Not him. Nah. nah, you don't want to smoke. I'm- I'm just glad that Julius Randle finally figured out how to how to play against the Royce O'Neal prototype because they were giving him fits for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, that type of 
Royce O'Neal, who uh Jay Crowder, um that that type. They would put uh before Julius went into his bully ball, mm -hmm. they would put that uh type of play on him to stop him and it was working a lot. Um because he was playing a big guard instead of this bully ball we get now. Yeah. You see the difference. They couldn't do that today. Nah. Can't do it. Can't do couldn't it no do more. Today. Can't do it nope. no more. Those days is over. Over. Now we're on a four-game <laughs> winning streak. We're on our way. On our way to chip. Let's get it. Yes, sir. Over me. Cross my fingers. Cross my fingers. All right. But that's the show, guys. Thank you guys for watching. So we'll just get to it. I'm tired. I know everybody else is tired. If, you, if you're here watching Knicks Basketball, the KOT show at 1.30 in the morning, you are a special brand of crazy Knicks fan. And I appreciate yeah. you for being crazy with us because you are up with us, um, supporting your team and supporting the KOT show with your eyes and your likes and your follows and your participation and even your tired participation. And you might be sleeping because he was laughing at us talking about the game and then you fell asleep and it's still on in one in the morning. You're going to wake up and laugh and realize it's over and rewind it and watch it again. Thank you for the extra likes when you wake up and rewatch it. All right. <laughs> and extra views. I appreciate all of you guys. You could have been anywhere, but you chose to rock out with us. Exactly. I appreciate that. Yeah. Special shout out to Fritz, Fritz and Picks for Timmy for being up and active. All right. <laughs> being up and active. All right. Ryan G, let them know where they can find you, man. You can find me on Twitter at Ryan GKLT. You can also find me on Instagram at Sir G is Chillin'. Sir G is Chillin'. That's S-I-R-G-I-C-H-I-L-L-I-N. I originally had a ceremony planned for tonight, but since it's OD late, I'm gonna I'm gonna save it for the next post-game show. Okay, a ceremony. Yeah. It sounds a fancy. Ceremony, yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fancy. Am I like am I underdressed? Like <laughs> black tie? Like no, you could, you could you could be dressed in any attire you want to be dressed in, but it will be a ceremony being held. I just want to I just want to make sure it's at an earlier time where more people will be able to watch the ceremony. I mean, there's 52 yeah. people watching, but okay, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> there might be five people awake. And 52 yeah. people watch. <laughs> I just want to make sure the audience is definitely awake. Gotcha. All right. All right. We'll hold the <laughs> ceremony for the Knicks versus Nuggets. Oh, if we can get a pregame for that, that'll be. Please let Hardstein back. Hardstein be back. Please. Oh, please, Hardstein, get back. Please, please. That baby going to have. Uh, Precious and Sims jumping oh, everywhere, oh jokers. Oh, they gonna be <laughs> Oh my god, we need to feed them. We need to feed the babies before. Yo, before yo, yo, we might have, we, we might have to put OG on Joe Yoki. Yo, we might have to put OG on him. Yo, we if, might if have to. We <laughs> might have to. Lord, I can just see old poor Precious. Oh, <laughs> oh Precious. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Ebony, where can they find you? You can find me here, post games, KOT. You can find me at uh, Mad Nick Fan on Twitter and Instagram. And also, you can find me at the VSN Network for past, present, and future. And oh, pregame spaces on, 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 I was about to say X again. There you go. On Twitter, uh, your take Nicks every, every game, every pregame. Yo, Ebony so, is on like, 600 shows, yo. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Not that many. Yo, everybody mm -hmm. got more shows than toes. I swear, yo. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that many. I would go crazy that many. Mm. My energy ain't up for it. <laughs> I feel it. It's tired. I tell. I, I understand. I understand this one. This is. I be when this one show. I be tired. And they be like, "Jalen, come on this guest show." I be like, "All right, make sure I get some rest first. <laughs> I can't believe I was doing this in KF for like back to back for so long without passing out. That was crazy. But, but yeah, yeah, good show. I, I'm going to chill with, with Queen Queen Steph tomorrow. Actually, uh, she's having ladies night. Yeah, so Shoot, I wanted to have a never mind. You shut up, ladies night. You want to have a lady? Listen, have a lady. I've been the people. People, some people might know, but I had I had plans long. I be having plans, and the plans don't be coming through. Yeah. That's why I'm happy for the game show plan because that one actually went through. Because that's the that's the plan I actually went through. But before the game show, there was like five other plans that was like starting and stopping. Is sometimes it's just find finding the right, the right people. Yep, it's finding the right people. It's finding right. a lot of snakes in this grass. It's not even snakes. Yeah. It's just people be got people got in. lives. People got lives. <laughs> yeah, people be people in. Facts. Yeah, people got lives. That's Ooh, all. It's not it's, it's, people got lives. But yeah. All right. That's the show though. Thank you guys for watching. I appreciate you guys. If you like the show, hit that like and subscribe and share. Should I cut up the power chorus session and shop I feel like the show was long. It's something I could probably cut up here. But I hope you guys enjoyed the show. We'll be back for Thursday. Thank you guys for watching. And as always, shut out the worldwide west. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. Some myth out here, these Knicks YouTube streets. That's the show. We out of here. Peace. New York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams.